Hello, welcome back to The House That Happens, recorded live every week at Chewy's Bar and Grill. Voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA, and you know it's number one in our hearts. My name is Andrew Milani. Hi, my name is Cruz. Cruz, how you doing? Very good. We should let everybody know. Big shout out. Happy Monday because of the construction facilities that is going to make Shoei's no longer a dive bar is still underway. So people, if you're listening, pay attention because the re-grand opening is going to be something spectacular. Don't you agree? Absolutely. It's going to be a big party here. Looking forward to it. Very much so. It'll be coming in the new year. Before we get started, though, I'd like to give a big shout out to the St. Clair uh san francisco crew for their annual christmas party that they had on saturday night these guys have known each other for 35 years my son uh happy birthday to your 39th that just passed but um the bottom line is what they had done is they took a great group picture where they get themselves out there and i'm going to try not to choke up when they seen it but they did a little display to represent uh my missing son, Matthew John Cruz, which was a class and respect thing beyond anything you could imagine. Check my Facebook site. You'll know what I'm talking about. It moved me. It moved everybody to see it. But I thought it would be remiss of me not to say that's just an incredible crew. That's you, Phil Larrabee, Kevin Pick, uh, C-Dub, um, Curran. Uh, I'm going to miss somebody. Who am I going to miss? The owners of Sam Fran, um, Ferroni, um, all of you, Mike McIntyre, whoever I've forgotten because we've got to do this show and we don't want to kill too much time on stuff that we... That's not necessarily sports related. But Andrew, I got to tell you, that's a big sports crew that was in the picture. Thank you very much. It was very moving, respectful, and classful. And I wonder what you guys are going to do next year. Merry Christmas to y'all, too. Merry Christmas. A week away now. We're just a week away. To, you done um, your shopping? I'm going to start this week. Okay, better late than never. That's right. I don't know what I'm going to get. Nobody wants anything. Zach, if you're listening, last call for Christmas. You know what I mean? I know what the wife wants. I think I know what the granddaughter wants. I know what I want. It's very simple. You know what I want? What do you want? Two things, really. Montreal Canadiens make playoffs. Okay. Uh, I don't don't know if anyone here or in this area can help you there, but okay. Okay, and I told Santa Claus, please don't let Matt Stafford beat us in the first round of the playoffs in Ford Field. That's all I got to say. You got it? Santa, you listening? Oh, he better be, man. There's already a little chirping on the uh, Lions site because the Rams won yesterday, but we'll get to that. You know what I'm saying? I can imagine. Uh, Of course, in Toronto, no shortage of news here, especially with baseball. Oh, oh, well, you know what? We got bamboozled. Let's just throw it out there. Okay, that's what it is. Because you know what? Before we get started, it's getting to a point now is when is a contract a contract or when is it not a contract? It's only a contract when it's signed. Okay. Or so, that's when it's like official, you know? Okay, so these guys have got so many clauses in their contracts, especially in baseball. These opt-out stuff is like, what are you signing for? Are you signing to say, I'm going to check out the environment? It's like getting a new girlfriend. You know, you go over there for six months and then you say, you know what? This isn't working. I'm yeah. moving on. You know what I mean? Like, I forget whose contract it was. Um, I'm not sure. I think it could be Glass now um, uh, that just got traded to yeah, the Dodgers. To LA with, oh, we should say off the top, Otani signed with the Dodgers seven years, 
100 mil a year, so 700 mil. And he's already like deferred some of that salary to later on, so I think he's only getting like 2 mil this season. But he makes 45 in endorsements off of that. Oh, sure. Okay, so he's not worried about it. I think that that was... I'm just saying it's crazy. Oh, it's insane. And I'm glad the Blue Jays didn't sign for the 700 million, really, because what are we going to do eight, eight years down the road when he can barely DH? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, I, I do want to shout out to the Toronto Blue Jays, and I think Otani should come to town and take all that management out because the one strong rumor was the the bidding started between 5 and 550, and uh, Akins and Shapiro walked in with $600 million on the table. So I guess that changed the whole angle of where we got, right. and uh, Dodgers weren't going to put up with that. So it went to seven hundred million. I think he should at least say thank you, Toronto. Correct? I would say so. At least uh, thank you, Shapiro and Atkins I for bumping up the offer. I think Rogers was there. I just think that the um, there was incredible hype going into it. What the, the private plane coming into Pearson? People tracking airplanes. That he was never on. He was, was he, in L.A. the whole time. Yeah, and Kikuchi's having the big party downtown for his wife, which was suspected like that's where he was going to go for the evening. <laughs> I'm saying that in this day and age, I've never seen a hype. Intru- this this blew away the Kawhi Leonard thing, and we didn't even say. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Why? Because of the helicopter? Yeah, the the yeah, because like the people like following him to the hotel and all that. That that was ma- that was pure mania. Oh yeah, especially when they that, that was Niagara a step Falls. Above. Remember when he took his kids in Niagara Oh, you swarmed. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, things like that. So it's the in any event, congratulations to Antani for getting the money, and we all know why he deferred that contract, correct? Oh sure. The amount of taxes that he's going to save because by the time they start paying him, he won't be living in California anymore. So he's going to be able to. I, I heard there's somewhere around uh, um, anywhere from fifty to seventy-five to a hundred million, depending on how creative his wow. accountant is, is what he's going to save on taxes alone by deferring it. This is like a glorified Bobby Bonilla contract. Sure, you know what I mean? Because he's yeah. getting paid what till twenty forty-three or twenty. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. twenty. Well, twenty thirty-three. Well, it's a 10-year deal, right? Okay, but that's when he starts getting the money. So it'll go for 10-3. So I'm actually thinking I'll be dead by the time he's done getting paid. <laughs> Don't mean to be morbid or anything, but I'm, I'm really saying I'm starting to wonder about, like, is, is, like I said, when is a contract a contract? And how do you go about doing it? Which I just want to bring up really quickly the kid named Shishiro from Milwaukee who's getting $80 million for the next eight years. Before he's even stepped on a major league diamond, correct? Never put on a uniform for the Milwaukee Brewers yet, but is that kind of maybe the way the contracts are going to be going? I mean, I th- we've already seen this in San Diego and Atlanta, right? So, well, I, mean, I think it's the same thing. When it's you- a good if you if you know you have like a future superstar in your hands. I mean, like you kind of owe it to yourself to sign him to that contract, or if he's willing to do it, of course. Like for the Jays, I don't think that was ever on the table for Vladdy. But they but, or Bichette, but they did. No. They they get paid past. They got paid past arbitration. Yeah, they're already paid past arbitration, which is a good move because it's a sign of good faith by um, management, so they don't have to go through that shenanigans. But the interesting thing about the eight-year contract, it reminds me of some of the contracts around the NHL. Like I believe Jack Hughes is signed for a few years, isn't he? Or they he gave had- him the max, I believe. I believe they, they gave him the full uh, eight years. But I think it's going to be below. Um, It'll be below market level by the time he gets to the end of that contract. Which I mean, you can already argue it's below market value now. <laughs> agreed. But the same thing with Cofield signing in Montreal. I think it's um, one of the young guys in Detroit. I don't think it's necessarily Larkin. 
But the guy that plays with Kane, I think, have you checked your cat? Deferred friend? cat? Yeah, I think that he's got, or he's about to get signed, which is an interesting thing to do. On I think he's still got one year left. But they did sign him ahead, didn't they? Did they? Or they're about to. I, I was, another thing I watch too much now is NHL networks. <laughs> okay. Not that I've been injected with these networks that I put on my TVs too much, but I watch them too much. Sure. You know what I mean? It, it, it's interesting how the rumor mills go, but it's been brought up on um, MLB Network and NHL Network how because of, um, of course, the um, uh, in baseball, there is no salary cap. No, so just luxury tax. Uh, yeah, okay. And I mean, and the Dodgers don't care about paying it. And obviously... So Debrinkhead only signed for four years in Detroit. He's only signed for four? Yeah. And Hughes did sign for the full eight. Only an $8 million cap. And I, for some reason, I thought that was nine, nine and a half. So that's a, already a steal for New Jersey. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a wise idea because we don't know when the king of salary cap, Gary Batman, is going to decide when the calorie, salary cap's going up. Like, the rumor's like crazy. Well, it it's going to go up next year. It's confirmed. But what? How much? Anywhere from... Uh, they're saying it's higher than the initial, like, three and a half now. So they're saying it's going to be closer to, like, four, four and a half. Well, I heard the other day it was four and a half and it might yeah. jump to six. Wow. That's that would be incredible. Well, that, you know, the the person talking about it, oh, who was the old guy? Oh, an old guy, an old general manager on NHL Network. I forget his name. You'd know him to see him now. His, his hair is completely white. The guy, they have like a few. There's the one who used to be GM of the Rangers when they won the cup. I'm forgetting his name. That's the dude. That's the one? That's yeah. the dude. He was talking about it, and he was saying that it's interesting because due to the um, – uh, I would just say it, the, the fluctuation in contracts, that if you sign some of these guys now, and the salary cap should move the way that it's supposed to, a guy like Hughes is going to be the biggest steal going. However, it was good to sign because I think his contract's up. He's only going to be 29. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. He's going to be 29 right. to do it, which gives him another chance. Or no, maybe night. like 31, but still. At the most? Yeah, but still, that's still oh, another chance for another good contract. Definitely, which I, which they're starting to say plays into the hands of what Nylander's going to get. You sure. know what I mean? When they're talking about it, which I think Nylander's going to deserve a bucket load if he's sure. going to get it. But I think, are the Jays waiting to hear what the salary cap is? Like, the what, Leafs, you mean? Yeah, I mean the Leafs, yeah. What, what, um, what do you think Batman's taking on this? He's going to let the big market teams sit? Like, they know. like That's his M.O., Exactly. So, like, I mean, if you think of him screwing anybody, he's screwing the Maple Leafs of all people now because Nylander is an F. Well, he doesn't care about Canada. We know he, that. Well, no, he doesn't care about any team that freaking has a population of about five <laughs> Except million. for the Rangers. Is that? Except oh, for yeah. the Rangers. That, who are looking very good these yeah. days. And uh, Neil Smith. That's the uh, Oh, yeah, GM. Neil Smith. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy. He was on MLB talking about. NHL. NHL, yeah. But in any event, what he was talking about, which I found quite interesting, is how you sign the guys now, and that's why I'm relating it to the contract that the Brewers gave the kid, because it is an interesting way to build, because if the salary cap does go up according to what they're saying it's going to be, because there's going to be a uh, ESPN money's coming in, the local contracts have gone up on most teams, and then there's going to be the rush for all the promotion with the Olympics coming up, which the NHL players are supposedly going to be playing in. Yeah, they're like not to get too off on a tangent here, um, but there I heard worst case scenario: the NHL players might actually be playing in Turin, because, where, where they had the Olympics. Uh, was that like 17 years ago? Now is that due to the arena situation? Although I think like. This is all going to blow over. I think that that's just kind of the NHL, like, kind of like putting their foot down, saying, like, hey, guys, if you don't figure your shit out, this is the way it's going to be. Then I heard actually after that there was some stuff with the bobsled. 
there was a little bit of a hubbub there. Wasn't it something about because it was too far south in Italy? Is that the rumor I heard? Because uh, they're worried uh, about the snow conditions I think and there, climate yeah, change yeah. and all that. There were, yeah, it was like the States, Switzerland, and like another country like were raising concerns. But anyways, um, anything else on baseball you want to get into quickly? Uh, before I go uh, off on baseball, I just want to say one thing to the Toronto Blue Jay management. You've got the fan base so excited with the Otani thing, and you were going to put out $600 million, which very few teams were willing to put out. Agreed? So my take on it now is if you got this bag load of money, you better start throwing it around at some people, like bring Chapman back, take a shot at Montgomery, do these things, because the Yankees haven't stopped. Busiest team besides the Dodgers mm. in baseball, this team. And the last time I checked, the Yankees were in the American League East. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And you've already got the defending champions who are pretty tight in the Baltimore Orioles, and we all never know what Tampa's going to do. So, Well, Tampa, now that they trade Glass now, you, you suspect they're going to take a little bit of a step back. but We say that every year. Tampa's going to take a step back on what it's going to do. In any event... If well, you, I wasn't saying that last year. I was. <laughs> In any event, I'm just saying, um, please... Now the writing's on the wall, is yes, my point. Yes, yes. Get around with it. Resign Chapman. But Boston's the real wild card, wild card here. Let's be real. Well, so we don't know what they're doing. They exactly. That's, that's what makes them the wild card. We could have signed Gurriel back. The money he just got from Arizona got, was... He didn't you kind of figured he was going to sign back there, though. He really likes it there and the team and the growing, and he's got buddies with Marino and all that stuff, so it's going to be pretty good. But, yeah, well, we're, we're going to find out in the next 30 days because when you think about it, training camp is about 60 days away. Yep. When you think about it, and here we go. So Toronto Blue Jays 2024, get your act together. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Uh, moving on, a little bit of golf. John Rahm signing with the Live Tour. We still don't know what the exact money is, do we? <laughs> do we know any of the live figures that uh, these guys have gotten? Well, I just want I just want to say one thing about this whole live thing. Fred Couples had an amazing statement. He said, "If you're going to go take the money, take the money. Don't trash the PGA Tour no. because it puts you on the map. It got you where you are. And if you won majors, you're going to be able to jump back and forth anyway." Like John Rahm, the John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, uh, uh, Brooks uh, Kepka, all those guys. But the interesting about what Fred Brooke, uh, Fred Couples had to say, and it wasn't a sour grape statement to me. What the statement said to me is like you guys made your reputation on the pga tour you're not you got decent money on there now obviously the pga was playing games all these years with the cash and that's why sure. they're jacking it now but if you're going to go there and say it's going to be just as competitive i'm really looking forward to team play and i get to wear shorts don't bullshit me you're going there kind of straight cash up deal you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you believe that uh, Dustin and Kopka are going to ask for a top-up on their contracts due to the fact that Ram's getting so much money? Word is, is now it's close to $500 million, but nobody... There's that no, Rom's getting? Rom might be getting... It's 300 at least. There's yeah. The 300 at least. But then again, when you're talking about Saudi money, the well is deep. Sure. So, what, so I mean, why not go back to the mass for a top-up? <laughs> I don't like... I'm going to tell you this much. I'm a traditionalist in this way. Golf is 54 holes. I mean, 72, 72. Hole holes. Yeah, four rounds. To drop it down to three rounds with a team and all of that takes away from the... What's the great thing we watch about golf is the individual effort to pull something off in a major tournament or a, or a big tournament like the TPC Sawgrass or the players. Right. Um, well, TPC is the players. Yeah, okay. What's the other one? Uh, the players and then the, uh, the one at the end of the year. In any event, um, 
That's why we watch golf for. Like, I don't understand the team com uh, concept. I did hear Rom say that he made a couple of things that he said to the Live Tour that he's not happy with, that he'd like to change. When they asked Rom what they are... Oh, he didn't say. Didn't <laughs> of course say he didn't. a word. Didn't say a word what it is. Because I heard that the music thing is a little bit irritating for everybody. It's like it's caught a lot of. Well, life. you talked about your personal experiences. It throws off your game if you blast some ACDC. Of you know, course, off the like I said, I was the guy. I'm, music is life to me, and uh, I, I I always thought it would be cool to put a my Bose speaker on the golf cart right. while I'm driving around. I did that for about four holes and said, no, 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 this isn't working today. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's definitely the goof. I don't care about the shorts or anything, but the, oh, no, the, I, I don't the know music why. is the goofiest aspect of it. Like, I understand that the Blue Jay game, when a guy comes up there and has his music played, we're in a loud stadium where people are making a lot of yeah, noise. Yeah, but they don't continue the music throughout his at-bat. Once there he's in the go. batter's box, he's all set, the music cuts out. You know, and I love Soundgarden, but I don't want to hear Outshine because I'm teeing it up. You know what no, I mean? No, definitely not. So, anyways, we're going to have to look forward to that. I just thought there'd be a big uh, shout-out to the Woods family this weekend in the PNC tournament, which was quite interesting. His son, Charlie, has grown exponentially in the last year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's listening to Dad. Um, but the, I thought the beautiful thing was that not only Annika Sorensen walking up the 18th with holding her son's hand, and I found out later the son said, slow it down, let's not walk too fast because this is too cool. Oh, uh, which yeah, it was nice. it was very very touching. Um, the Langers won again. I don't know why his son's not on the tour yet, but I think this is their third time winning it. But most importantly of all, I think that um, Tiger Woods and all the things that he's been through in the last 10, 12 years, accidents, divorces, and all 15 that. Fifteen years, basically. Well, whatever yeah. the case may be, I thought it was a beautiful thing that he had his daughter, daughter Charlie, on the bag driving the golf cart and making it a totally family thing because Tiger has indicated all these years, no matter what of his shenanigans, how much money he wins, the bottom line is family first. And yeah. I, I grew up in that. I'm, I'm sure I, I haven't met your family yet, but I, I met your, your brother. But obviously by your character, your, your mom and dad have done a very good job valuing the family value, so to speak. So big shout out to Tiger Woods for... Um, Making it a family fair it was really cool um, drama on the TV to watch. I did watch the last nine holes of it all. And uh, that's what makes golf great. Not the live tour and, and $300 million playing in the sand with ACDC playing. I mean, not that anyone's watching the live tour anyways. Um, speaking of things that people actually do watch, uh, junior hockey here in Canada, the QMJHL officially changed its name. It's still the same acronym, it's still QMJHL. But, but it, it goes from Quebec Major Junior Hockey League to the Quebec Maritime Junior yeah. Hockey League, which I think is just very cool. They finally acknowledge that those four provinces are, yes, in that league as well. Well, it took them long enough. You know what I mean? I hope it wasn't Quebec Eagle that had to be slapped in order to get everybody in. But as we were wow. talking off the air, I forgot. There's more teams. I only thought it was three. There's actually four that play in the Maritimes. Yeah. And um, and we all know that uh, Crosby and McKinnon came out of that Coal Harbor. Might even be least. more actually than four. I might be five. So Halifax, you. Cape Breton, Moncton. Oh yeah, Prince, five. Uh, Charlottetown. Saint yeah, Saint John's. Saint John's yeah. I forgot. So there's five teams. Um, yeah, I think it's a great thing because then it makes it more regional. Like today, they had that game on where it was Team Canada West against Team Canada East, which was all junior prospects mm -hmm. playing in a game to get prepared to go to Sweden. Um, I think it's interesting that this team is loaded with people that are already drafted 
Well, okay. Well, you're jumping the gun a little bit oh, here. Yeah. We uh, oh, should I, also say that Team Canada announced their World Junior team. That's what. I, oh, yes. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So uh, two Maple Leaf prospects, uh, both of them that were at camp, both made the team. Fraser Minton and uh, Jer- uh, oh, Easton Cowan, excuse me. And then uh, Owen Beck, Montreal Canadiens prospect, making the team as well. And then today also Boston announced that uh, Matthew Potra would be uh, sent down to the junior team. He's being loaned. I think that's pretty cool. I think he was getting good ice time in Boston. And his point production's been pretty good too. I agree. I, but I think what it is is that Boston's had a couple of injuries, so I think they're bringing a couple guys back. Like when mm. I was watching the Boston game the other day, they said there was a pretty good chance a guy was being loaned because they want to take a look at these guys because other people are knocking on their door looking for a defenseman. Sure. So they said, we'll let the kid go and let these other guys go on the ice. I'm more interested in seeing... I thought it was like we're so draft-heavy. I think there's only three or four kids on the team that are undrafted, yes. correct? Two of the goalies, um, Owen Allard on Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. Then, of course, Macklin Celebrini of Boston University expected to be the number one pick of the 2024 draft. So, obviously, I'm very excited to see him. That's my number one thing. I wanted to see him, and he's another college prospect that's coming up the way it is. I hope he has a great showing, but this time last year, I barely knew who the guy was, if I knew who the guy was. Sure. But now he's going to be the number one center on the World Juniors. Doesn't this make us a prohibitive favorite? I mean, Canada should be the favorite every year, though. But, I mean, the thing about the World Juniors is it's a team of it's a Kids. team of youngsters. They're Kids. all under 20. Kids. What do you know about people in their, their under 20? Very unpredictable. I remember those days. Yes, I was unpredictable. <laughs> sure. Okay, so you know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying on there, but I'm really looking forward to it. There's supposed to be two American prospects coming out of college, too. I I didn't bring my book to write them down, but I heard there's yeah. two, two American kids that are going to come up that have come up through the college ranks too, which is good because they really get more time to practice and do uh, skills and all. Yeah, the, less games in the American college system. And But you get to work more in your skills time. Yeah. Like they're practicing just as much. Sure. They're working out, and um, which probably makes them more skilled in the long run. I don't know. There's the, the, it's hard uh, to say. It's hard. I was just going to say. I'm sure natural, there's natural. advantages and disadvantages to either way. But we're going to be looking forward to the tournament. I will be. Once again, I probably will not be going to work. The games are in Sweden, so that means they'll be coming on in the morning. So I'll have to be walking my dog a little bit earlier because I'm going to want to take a good look at all the games. Yeah, Boxing Day. Get ready. Canada versus Finland. Uh, December 29th, Canada, Sweden. That should be a fun one. And then oh, yeah. New Year's Eve, uh, Canada versus Germany, which, I mean, on paper looks like a mismatch, but I mean, the German uh, program is certainly growing and growing. Well, I heard the hype in Sweden now is off the charts, especially with them just having the Leafs there and that little mini tournament oh, yeah. that they had the NHL World Tournament in Sweden. So I heard that the uh, anticipation of playing the juniors in Sweden has got the whole country hyped. I'm glad. You know what I mean? Because usually, the, well, because the, this tournament has a reputation of uh if it's not in canada it doesn't make money so that's good to see yeah definitely and they've got it they're, they're using two rinks now too the one that they used in another really cool rink yes i forgot the other one but the one one's that- in uh frolundaborg and then scandinavian god you're uh, good you can say that's that. i've been trying and i'm also messed up a bit canada versus latvia december 27th as well well that should, that, just that be should be the mismatch oh, <laughs> yeah. that should be an no offense kicking. latvia before we get off the junior team, which we hope we'll do very, very well, I'll be cheering emphatically, which I've been doing for the last how many years it's been on. 
I don't think there's a great game that can. A couple times I was at work, we had to play the radio because I worked afternoons and we had those weird times oh, yeah. it was played. So we we're always listening to it. But I just wanted to bring up something really quickly. I don't know. We talked about it. You asked me where I'm going with this, but I thought this was quite interesting because we are a hockey country, are we not? I believe we are. Live, breathe, die, skate, shoot pucks, which we're going to get to in the NHL, but they never shoot the puck. But that's another story. We did have a couple of scandals that rocked our World Junior organization, did we not? Uh, we did. 2000 was an 18 team and then the 2004 team, I believe. Okay, so this is how self-righteous we are. All the sponsors left town, said, you can't be doing this, you're bad boys. You've got to clean that stuff up and uh, be a better thing because we can't be sponsoring stuff that gets scandals. I get that, okay? Very quietly. Esso, Telus, and Timmy's have come in the back door with full sponsorships for the juniors. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, they, they want their money. They want their name out there. Okay, it's so a big tournament. You're going to be losing out. Someone else is going to snatch up that opportunity. Okay, I, if Team Canada, you know, turned around, they got all they got rid of all the people at the top. Did they not? Agreed. Okay, they got on their knees, said, oh, I promise we'll be a good boy. Oh, and slapping the wrist? Yeah. What do you mean? And in and a, in a, in a, like a whip to the butt for like seven strokes like they did back in the gladiator days or some shit? My think about it is this. Give him the I lashes. Knew, yes, give him a few <laughs> lashes. My, my take on it is this. Um... I thought that every I thought it was kind of like a self-righteous move where everybody was trying to look dignified in what they were doing. And I should have brought this up a, a couple years ago and said, I'm wondering how long it will take them to come back. Now, here we are a month from the World Junior Tournaments. Now, people out there, understand this, okay? You got, what is it, 28 kids going over due to injury? So it's 24? Yeah, somewhere around okay, that. Okay, because they're bringing three goalies, I yes. think, cause just in case of injury. So it's you got 20... Let's just say 26 players. I believe it's uh, 10, 14, 24, I believe you bring over. Okay, 24 players. So you've got 20? Plus like a few emergency okay. players. Okay, yeah. okay. So let's just say it's 28 for argument's sake. You got 28 kids. I'm sure that these kids got rather large, large appetites. They have to be fed. I don't think they're going to be staying at the... Um, cruise motel no, down no. on the strip down there where a few other seedy things could be going on so this is a very high end very expensive trip for our country to put up for these guys which we should because if we want to be represented on a national stage i want these guys to have every advantage we could possibly give them and one of them is money yeah money so i just thought it was interesting just a month before the boys because the last couple of years it's been in canada so I think the expense is a lot less being home. Sure. You know, and I'm doing all that kind of stuff. So, But suddenly when you got to... Flights are expensive, especially uh, over oceans. There you go. Like if you add in all the things that are on it, I'm I'm big shout out to Esso, Telus, and Timmy's for getting back on board. But don't tell me any more about your righteous indignation anymore because then it just seems a little phony to me. You know sure. what I mean? I sure. knew they were coming back. We all knew it was coming back. And I think everything that the juniors got involved with should have been chastised, punished. And we've never heard the names, by the way, have we? We still have not. You know why? Because they said if we just get a little bit faster down the road every in this TikTok world, no one remembers what happens last week, let alone two, year, two years ago. And the press is decidedly very quiet about this. Well, there's nothing to report. That's the problem. I, I, I don't think you should blame the press. Because it didn't... Um 
The London police, they reopened the investigation, and we just haven't heard anything since. Probably it'll go after the tournament. I'm just saying this. If you're going to make a big deal about it at the time that it's here, and it's just at the tournament now, and all these sponsors came back, isn't there a responsible group of press people, Sportsnet, TSN, CBC, CTV, that should have said, oh, by the way, here's what we're doing. I read about it in the Toronto Sun on the last page of the sports page. In a very little byline sure. that's about as big as my phone. What is that telling you? Uh, money makes the world go round. And at the house It'll that make people shut up. Okay, so at the house that happens, we're going to remind you. We're going to point out to the, um, what would you call it? I'm not saying it's hypocritical. I'm just saying if you're going to shout this loud this way, then shout this loud the other way. That's okay. all. Just Fair enough. You know, okay? Good luck to Team Canada. Can't wait to see the games. Yeah, neither can I. Uh, we'll move this on into uh, the NHL, I suppose. Oh, uh, let's talk about your beautiful team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, Leafs's. let's 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 talk about uh, that dad trip. Mar, uh, Tavares getting his one thousandth point. That's a, that was a great thing with his dad in the crowd. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. What'd you what'd you make of uh, Marner's dad looking like he wanted to be literally anywhere else? That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. Like, well, what's his deal? I don't know. Like, I uh, he looked like we were losing. He Every, looked like he was like, I want my son to have his moment. Oh, you know what? You you can't be. Well, like well we, I mean, we know Paul Marner's a suck. Okay, well, sometimes that runs down to his son. Uh, okay, you know what? He's still looking for referees. But I thought the other thing was Austin Matthews' dad was completely ecstatic, showing support for Tavares when yeah. he scored that 100 point. And so was uh, Ty Domi. He was there. Yep, yep. All the other guys seemed to be going. Because that's a monumental moment. In oh, the, hell in yeah. Thousand Especially points. against your former team. It w and not only that, let's look at it this way. I, by the time this contract's done... This Tavares contract for the Leafs was a bonus when you think about it. Not a lot of people in the in the city think that, but... Oh, well, that's because they're not looking at it. First of all, he's a top uh, face-off player on the team. He's a great two-way player. His point production is great. His plus-minus is good, and he's out on the ice on some of the most important defensive assignments that are needed for the team. So you add up all together. Big, big kudos to John Tavares. Yeah. To Tavares. Now, let's get to the real problem, bro. How about your goaltending? What's wrong with it? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Martin Jones has stepped in. He's looked great. Samsonov, whatever. Um, I, they're, they're starting. When do they play? Tonight or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Who's starting? Uh, I haven't checked yet. Martin Jones is starting. Come on. Is he? He has to start after that shenanigans that went on with Columbus. Uh, it's... So no official starter named yet. Of course, because they don't want everybody in the city screaming and yelling and jumping up and down about who's going to play goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I By mean, the way, Martin Jones, I got to shout out that mask. Spectacular. Badass mask. It's, it's got like, uh, oh, it's basically yeah. like a shout out to all the past Leaf greats. Their oh, masks, yeah. so cool. I wonder how much that costs. No, that mask, when they did this shit. The, 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 I imagine it's like standard, isn't it? For like... To, depending on like how much shit you want on there. Well, I'm looking at it know. this way. It's like, who goes to the best tattoo artist? He must have gone to the best mask sprayer. Well, there's a, there's a ton of super talented mask artists. Is there? There's one actually in Woodbridge. I'm not he surprised. Did, uh, actually, it might be Martin Jones, actually, his it's, guy. Cause he I know, did Curtis Joseph. Isn't that what put him on the map, the Woodbridge guy? Uh, I believe so. I think he, he, he did, did Jonathan so, Quicks too. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he put him on the map. I remember hearing Yeah, he actually him. like is uh, in basically in my neighborhood. Oh, that's his, cool. Uh, his uh, studio. 
Okay, besides that, there's a couple yeah. of things that you said to me that we were off the air about that I'm going to have oh, to say. Oh, yeah. Well, let me introduce it. Okay, Leafs go ahead. Leafs the Atlantic. It's back on. Oh. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. You just sound like a Italian from Woodbridge. <laughs> Okay, that's not a bad thing. Hey, you said the Leafs would win the division before the season two. I, I think okay. Then I said we'd have to get to like at least like to Christmas and see where it's going. I'm going to give the Leafs credit for this, banking all the points that they have. Yeah, and 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 how you look at with it, the broken defense too. with the broken defense. Even though I think Benoit is playing way above his head, kids playing good hockey for you. Benoit and I mean Lagason has been the real surprise. Yes, they they've been playing. Connor good. Timmins, he makes me a little bit nervous whenever he. I can he's... see why. I can see why. You know what though, when I was watching the Columbus game, and I want to shout out to all the analysts that point this out because there's extra things I've, I I should have told you this one too because we're looking at uh, European hockey players that play at center ice. Oh my God. They're littered around the league. Don't they ever come back to their blue line? But that's another story. What I'm getting at is... When there's some it, North Americans with that problem oh, too. Oh, true, but, but it's more not as much because I think that they're trained more here. Like there's a few guys that float. I know, there's J.T. No, Miller in Vancouver, man. He doesn't back check too often. Um, when he does when he needs to. But there, And there's also, what's his name on, um, um, uh, is it Tyler Segan, my, one of my favorite players. I haven't seen him coming back too much lately either, <laughs> even though I love the guy. They're always ready to go forward. But my point is this. When you look at the game the other night, Samsonov looked terrible. Against Columbus, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. Okay, so me and I'm, and, and House of Happens fans, it's one of the things you should do if you really want to watch hockey, and that's why I'll tell any expert out there, I'll sit down and do it with them. And there's a few of them that have got me thinking about this, is that PVR the game. Why do you PVR the game? Because what you do is you back up the live action and the replays going to see. And one of the things I can understand, and the Leaf defensemen are horrible about this, but it's a few other t teams. When you're getting forechecked, why do you throw it around the boards behind the net when you don't know where it's going? Uh, that's a pet peeve of mine, too. Uh, you, did you see the other night, the Leaf games, three of the three of the goals, I mean, Samsonov led on a couple bad ones. He should have blocked them, but three times the forecheck came. Um... McCabe threw it around the net to nobody. No, like, don't you look up and see if someone's around the net to get it to it? Yeah. A couple kids in Montreal did that the other night, too. But, like, when you're playing hockey 101, I agree with throwing it behind the net for the, for the um, what do you call it? When you're heading out, uh, the, the, the um, forward check, or I, for, not, I forget the name for it off the top of my head. But you don't throw the puck around the net. We don't know where it's going to go. No. You know what I mean? And if you've got guys that are cherry-picking already racing to get out, all it takes is a forward to come up there, steal the puck, and away they go. Yeah, like, I think I get the idea where it's like, in the system, like, your winger is supposed to be there. But guess what? Yeah, Systems break down. Yes, they do. And against Columbus. <laughs> and i got to give Columbus for, uh, credit for having the old-school Russian line. Like, those, uh, those three Russian kids that play on the one line gave you guys nightmares all night mm -hmm. in that game. However, let's For the first two periods. Yeah, for the, then, okay, back. But, but then it's going back there. What I'm getting at about banking points is I thought it was absolutely amazing. Like, if they had to come out of there losing 5-1 or 5-2, the roar in this city would have been, un would have been ridiculous. But the fact that they stormed back, led by Matthews, who may be the best pure goal scorer in the NHL. I would argue he is. Okay, in any event, to blow it in overtime is no big deal because they stole the point. Exactly. You know what I mean? Going into the third period, what were you thinking? Were you ready to go to bed, calling your new girlfriend? Going to the third period? Go, what were you thinking? Getting a piece of pizza, maybe? 
to check what's going on in the other channels, whatever the case may be. I mean, I've seen the Leafs come back, like have these crazy comebacks before. So five nothing, though, bro. Five nothing. Columbus doesn't matter. Columbus <laughs> has got a great forechecking team. It's their back end. That no, that's that's why I'm not nervous about coming back against them. Gonna, Word on the street is that Elvis Merzlikens wants to move on from there. Really, the goalie, yeah. He's a good goalie. He's not bad. He's, but he's getting shelled. He's getting a lot of shots that are going out of him. In any event, I thought the cool thing was two nights later, they just come into town and welcomed your buddy Dubas back to town, didn't they? Oh, Welcome two back. Saturdays in a row with some nice, tidy, top-to-bottom hockey. Uh, oh, what was, a, what was the final on Saturday night? It was a full touchdown with the extra point. That's what I thought. You know what I mean? The disgust on Sidney Crosby's face in the third period. Like, I hated that people always called him a whiner, but did you see the look on his face? in the third period. I mean, how can you be happy with that, though? National TV audience that you grow up with, Hockey Night in Canada. Everybody's watching up here. And you're taking the spanking of your life with your the former GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the press box, yep. smoking weed with Spezza by the end of the game. <laughs> they did not look too happy, so to speak. Well, you no, know what I'm saying? And I got to say, Chris Letang, terrible, terrible game. He was on the ice for, what, the first three Toronto goals against? He had, like... 14 penalty minutes by, like, minute five in the second. Like, just an awful, awful game. And not only that, he was jumping the gun. Like, he was trying to jump. Like, once you guys got like, they got up a couple goals, didn't you notice he was trying to jump ahead of the play? Oh, he was cheating. Yeah, yeah, and he got burned. A couple times he was out there. When they scored the goal, you see Latang coming in afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? You watch the thing. Like, where was Latang? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's where he was, and he had a race to come back. In any event. I, yeah, I think Pittsburgh, they're just kind of getting burned by what the Sharks discovered a few years ago, that having these, like, two super offensive defensemen might not be a great formula for success. In fact, it's probably going to cost you points. And, and Oh, I agree. The thing is, I think that they should put more of a stay-home guy in because who's the guy that Latang plays with? He's flying around, too. Graves? Yeah, he's yeah. flying up the ice, too. So, like, nobody stays home. You know what I mean? And when they win, it looks great. I, it's, I'm starting to like it's what's what's starting to look like is that kind of uh, Kyle Dubas probably got like carte blanche in yes. uh, in Pittsburgh, and maybe he's not the guy you give carte blanche to. Maybe like Shanahan is actually the we should give him a little bit more credit oh, for keeping been. Dubas in line. I, I I do too, but I think that Dubas had to do something to, to shake up that team because they're old. And remember, um, um, Pittsburgh. Maybe but he just added an. His big acquisition was another old guy. Oh, and his, second, of money. and his second biggest acquisition, guess what? A guy from Vegas who isn't exactly young either, Riley Smith. No, and he's been playing up and down too. I just think it's like this. like You know what it is? There's the heart of a team, and I'm never going to doubt the heart of Sidney Crosby. No, but, of course not. But I'm going to doubt the heart of the Russians. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Like, come on. Did you see him the other his night? His feet were moving a little better than the game I was at in uh, in Pittsburgh. I'll at say times, that. At times, but he was always ready for the breakout. He was never back for the forecheck. Yeah. And he was on the ice for a couple of them bad goals that they let in. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? And even though they shelled the goalie. But as it is, as like you're saying, your other thing is you think that Austin Matthews is now going to score 60 goals? Yeah. Uh, well, one more thing I want to hit on about Pittsburgh, though. So, uh, Nedeljkovic, I want to shout out his mask. Uh, being an oh. old school cartoon fan, he had Chili Willy on the side. I yes, did that respect was cool. there. Yeah. yeah, how can you not like Chili Willy? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's up there with Marty the Martian and a couple of those other guys. That's so cool when guys do that because you know what I mean. It shows a little bit of personality. Oh sure, you yeah. Know what I mean when you when it's, it's going to go on there. Yeah, big shout out to that. You know, considering what mask we've seen. Yeah, but uh, to your point, uh, Austin Matthews. I think sixty goals, Rocky Richard. That's back on. Oh, I think that if he, he really hits a heater, like seventy. 
Nah, stop let's, it. Now oh, you're losing your you mind. Know. Okay, so let, okay, let's Oh, and by the way, one thing. I'm going to double down. Doug Flutie, biggest Toronto oh, we're, we're free agent signing. Get out of here. We're going to nope, get No, apples to apples. No. Apples to apples. Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm going to go out there. Anyone listening to the House of Happens, I want to know how many of you are watching the CFL as opposed to watching the NHL. That's why I said apples to apples. Oh, he, you really think he's the biggest sign? Apples to apples, yes. Oh, my God. Did that get- and if you like, whoever, put it down to like, you know, like the average of the league. He's the best CFL player of all time. Is no, he not? he's not. Warren Moon. Mm, Warren do- Moon won four Super Bowls. I mean, won four great cups in a row. Okay. Flutie won four great cups in like the six seasons he played here. Okay. Did he win four here? He won two in Toronto, two in Calgary. Okay. So he did win four. Yeah. Okay. But Warren Moon won four and then went to the NFL and made the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. So okay, no, no, but no, we're no. not talking NFL here. This is strictly CFL. Well, I'd take Warren Moon over Doug Flutie anyway, but we're getting a little off base here. No, I do not. If Doug Flutie is the biggest contract this city has ever signed in a free agent, then I've been living in a weak ass city. Come on, <laughs> think about it's it. Tough to convince people to come up to Canada. Uh, it, it's going to get there eventually, but that's interesting mm. to say that. We're going to throw it out there. Anyone that's been listening, what do you think? Doug Flutie, the biggest signing in the history of Toronto. Apples to apples. You got to uh, put that qualifier in uh, there. Uh, Ah, he's, you know what? You should have been a lawyer. But anyway. <laughs> you only tell me that every show. Exactly. In any event, the um, I'm not sure if Austin Matthews is going to score 60 goals, and I'm going to tell you why. When Marner and, and Matthews got split up, which I don't think they should have, because Nylander's not quite working. I mean, like, I think that Nylander should go back with Tavares, personally, mm-hmm. and bring Marner back around. Well, I think that's going to be the plan eventually. I think they're just trying to... Find and Marner is playing much better, much better hockey, which just tells you about the overreaction of this city. You know what I mean? If the guy doesn't score for 10 minutes, the whole world's... Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, it's ridiculous here. Is it not? Now, one of the things, if you go back and check a couple of shows, I thought there was nothing wrong with Austin Matthews because, um, you know, when those plays of the week and the goalie makes an insane save... Go back a couple episodes and see who the saves were made on. Austin Matthews. Next, how many posts has this guy hit this year? A few. Oh, well, there's a few uh, posts in that Pittsburgh game as well. So, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you, you're taking a guy, so that means he's got great chances. You know what it is when you hit the post, it's not even a shot on goal. Yeah, I know. Okay, so, nor should it be. Well, whatever the case may be, because you're missing the net. But it is called a showing. It's called an attempt, though. That new. Well, any analytic. any shot that misses the net is a shot attempt. Yeah. Stupid analytics bullshit. But that's another. Story. Uh, it works in soccer. These these stats. Soccer. Hockey. Soccer. It's it's Soccer. a game where you're putting a, a, a some sort of object in a net. They're very similar. See what happens when we go on a Monday night instead of a Saturday. This guy comes in with some weird ass. Oh, no, I would have I would have come in with like with this anyways. Okay, it's called okay. logic. I'm not dealing in that logic. Okay, first not <laughs> at all. No, I think okay with because you always the house see that, that happens where crews. Doesn't he believe I in do, logic? Okay, okay, listen. I'm, I'm, okay, not that I don't believe in logic. I, you know me and analytics. We're, we're not the best of friends. I, I, I've let them in my house a couple of times. I gave them a bottle of water. How's that? A bottle okay. of water? <laughs> not even a beer? Nah, nah. You're not good enough to have a beer. Here's some water. Shut up. You have leftovers too. But that's not my point. I'm saying that I, I thought that they, they, this this city, this is... go And listen, Toronto fans. This is what happens. And I guess it happens in Montreal too. Because they were going to run Josh Anderson out of town, and I don't know why. Oh, I had a good one ready to go, but then he scored a couple on uh, Thank Saturday. Thank you. I know it's coming. Everybody's picking on the guy. But that's not my point. My point is this is like analyze the game for what it is. Austin Matthews has played consistently for every game this year. Just because you don't show up on the score sheet 
First of all, the guy's not getting knocked around and he's hitting people back. So the toughness yes. factor is really, he's come a whole, he's turned the page on that. Well, like, I think the Leafs in general are kind of showing, like after they had that players only meeting where they're like, guys aren't afraid of us, they've really turned up the temperature on the physicality. Well, they and dropping to. the uh, Matthew Nyes on Saturday, dropping the mitts. Oh, I come loved on. it. I loved it. Okay, what do you got? The Gordy Howe hat trick. Got the Gordy Howe hat trick. Yes, and that was amazing. And that, But he's a big boy. Sure he is. So, so I'm glad. They put they, on some, well, Matthew's alluded to as well. They put on some weight between the season as well. Oh, we went to the gym and ate yeah. McDonald's every day, which is a good formula to do it. Did you hear that, Wimbenyana? But anyways, um, I think the grid of Toronto has really showed up, and that's what happened in the third period sure. of the Columbus game. And not only that, their physicality and ways overwhelmed Pittsburgh, which is not a big physical team. Sure. Which, which looked really good. And not only that, I want to do another shout-out to when you're in this city and the pressure's on you for not doing... Ty Domi, I mean, um, not Ty. Max. Max Domi has had a solid season for the Toronto Maple Leafs so far. I wouldn't touch him. What's leave that? him where he is. Third-line center. No, 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 exactly, because you need a third-line center. So leave him where he is. And his production's is. good. Like, like, yes. I've had a bunch of people say, like, oh, is, uh, don't you think he's playing so shit this year? I'm like... Clearly, you're not watching. Exactly. What games have you been watching? And a lot of times, if you notice, in the last two minutes of the game, when the Leafs need to um, protect the lead, who's out there? Yeah, they're not afraid to throw him out there. He showed last year in Dallas he can play that role very, very, very well. Exactly. So, like I'm saying, like, please, in Toronto, I know it's an overhype. You're all on TikTok, so you want everything in the last 30 seconds. But um, I do believe that Toronto, I, I hate to, like, give you your props all the time Ooh. there is a chance that they're going to make a run at the atlantic because of the amount of points that they've banked in um in like uh, like they said oh they didn't win in regulation well look at they haven't lost that many either so the bottom line is when you look at the loss column toronto's got one of the least losses in the year mm -hmm. which is going to be good for tiebreakers and all that other stuff down the road if they find themselves in this situation however well the tiebreaker those regulation wins mm. yeah that could hurt. But we'll see. I don't. This uh, is still. We're not. We're, we're barely a third of the way through the season. I'm not going to concern myself with tiebreaker scenarios. Oh, it's this too early. early. However, there is only 50 games left, isn't there? Uh, over 50. Just over 53, 50. I believe. The okay, 54. So, the Leafs have. So left. by the end of the week, we should be talking about. We will have a little bit more to talk about in that way. And when you want to think about it and how what things are going on, one of the things we want to talk about between the West and the East conferences, and I think we talked about this a bit off the air, is the fact that it's looking like out in the West, teams are going to separate themselves from the pack. I mean, the top three in each divisions have already kind of done that. Yes, and I don't think that much is going to change when you look at no. it. Even though maybe maybe just like the shuffling who's one, two, three, but like I don't think any of those teams are going to fall out. No. No. And here's the funny thing that suddenly have happened. The Colorado Avalanche is in first place in the Central Division. They've been for a couple weeks now, though, haven't they? They've fallen in, fallen out, fallen yeah. in, fallen out. But now they, they've got up there, they have a couple things, and they've got, um, even though other teams have got a couple of games on hand in them, they, to me, are one of the most, um, I don't know how to explain them because I watch a lot of Colorado games, and some nights they look absolutely terrible. Like, oh, what are, you know what I mean? I'm going, what are, and sometimes they do it in their own burn. That's, oh, yeah, there's no no consistency. That like, that, I mean, uh, don't go by my hockey picks, as if you've seen my record lately, or just Mine have been a little better. <laughs> <laughs> but Colorado, just picking those games, like, you don't know. No, exactly. You, you absolutely have no idea. You're just reaching into a bag and be like, 
I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to do good tonight, but then they get shelled like, what, 5-4 or whatever, 5-3? Like, and they tried to worse. make a comeback against what, I don't know what team was, they lost to Seattle or not Seattle or Anaheim the other night and I or in the last week. And I turned on the game late. They were already down three goals. Yeah. And it was like middle of second period. Well, it looks like Colorado's gearing up for a trade though because they sent uh, Tom Tatar to Seattle, right? So that mm-hmm. frees up a little bit of cap space. The word on the street is that they're looking after... Um, Looking at Lindholm from Calgary. But so is everybody else. Everybody's scrapping for him and Tanev. Well, if if you're already making caps moves then, that kind of tells you they got the leg up, don't you think? I'm I'm thinking that obviously that's something coming down the pipe when you got to make that kind of move, especially when you're looking at your favorite site, which I'm starting to watch more is the cap friendly. People, if you're watching hockey and you really want to put a period on the sentence, I'm glad that um, Mr. Milani here is said Cruz keep looking at that thing because when I look at it it makes sense for stuff when you hear rumors on TV and then you look at the cap friendly and you're like ah sometimes it doesn't add up as uh, much as they want you to believe it does and I'm going to be honest with you one year ago I was not doing that I was just like, okay, yeah, I see this, I see that. But with this tight cap, which we've talked about, whether it's not going to go up or not, has been a huge deal. But I'm just saying when you look at it, Vegas, Vancouver, and Los Angeles are going nowhere. Um, Colorado, Winnipeg, and Dallas are going nowhere. The wild card in all of this is, happens to be the Edmonton Oilers, who are now 10-2-1 since that horrendous start. Isn't that where they're at now? Something like that in their last 10? Yeah, they're 8-2 in their last 10. Yeah, they've fallen back a little bit. They lost their last two, but I mean, Those they're only tight games. Yeah, they're and once again, what failed them? Goaltending. Goaltending. By the way, we got to talk about Jack Campbell. He had another couple of rough starts in the minors. It doesn't look like he's getting called up anytime soon. No, and it's really a drag. You know what I mean? And I think that maybe by the trade trade deadline, no one's going to touch him. Who's going to want with that money? Yeah, with that thing. It's really, really too much. S- unless you have like, I, I don't know. Let me look at cap friendly. Yep. Uh, I don't not, think not any- sponsored at all, but <laughs> I don't think that anybody. Yeah, we should get a sponsorship from them. Well, okay, like maybe like a, a team like maybe Chicago, but they're gonna want what? some draft picks to to take on that contract. I don't. I think that would be bad for Chicago. Well, you could just bury him. Okay. Well, well, bury him where? Like then do that big sign out with it because they're two years away anyway. And then like what is it? You buy just send him to the minors. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, but I think Chicago should just go the way that they are. I think it is because you got to build anyway. The guys are developing. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're able to get like a glut of draft picks to carry on a bad contract, I mean, if you're Chicago, you say why not? There's no reason for you not to do that. You think Edmonton has enough cachet to hand that to Chicago? Well, Edmonton has all their picks. Yes, they do. So I I think they'll be saving them to get something more substantial at the trade deadline when they make the run because right now they're on the board. They're going to need to get rid of some cap space though. Oh, who makes a lot of money that's on the roster? Jack Campbell. Okay. They're going to have to throw someone overboard. Okay, so you know what they do? They trade him to Montreal for Jake Allen, and we'll bury him. (laughs) Why not? Jake Allen's going out of town. You know that. Montebaum is the number one. I'm tired of this three-goalie system in Montreal. It doesn't sound like anything's close to happening, though. No, because I think Montreal's asking for too much. That's one of the rumors. So when we get closer to the— I don't think the price is going to go up anytime soon. Or, like, they're going to be able to fetch any— more you know I think the price is just going to come down the more the season goes on okay so let's look at it this way Montreal is it's like when you watch football and it makes me sick when you get back there and they show the top teams and then they show 
who's still on the bubble and the team's like four and a thousand, but because mathematically they got a shot like New York Giants, but we'll get to that later. New York Jets even. I've oh seen yeah, them okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's just, that. My, God bless my good buddy. I'll talk about him in a minute. But in any event, when they say like teams like Montreal, okay, we're very competitive by the way. We're not, you just can't, we, like last sure. year was more about, now this is the Christmas stretch, so I'm getting nervous because you know the last three years what happened at the Christmas stretch? What, a fall off? Got hit by a bus, uh, bought some my Acme products from the Coyote. Things didn't work out the way they were supposed to. But we're a very competitive team. And, and I mean, Ottawa, they got the new coach. They're probably going to get uh, that low they're bump. A mess. I don't think it's going to come back. They waited you don't long. think they'll pass you in the standings? Um, I say that both of us will be outside looking in in the end. Okay, but my point is they'll pass you. Why? Stop that. You're just trying to piss me they off. They have four games in hand. Okay. And they're eight points behind us. So they got to win every one of those games to catch us. Well, how many games are left to remind me? 50-some. That's a lot of games. Well, when we beat Winnipeg tonight and we start making people get nervous, then we'll go from there. Because we do keep Habs on the ta tabs on the Habs <laughs> at the house that happened. And I'm going to say one thing that we have. Savard coming back is very, very good because he's stabilizing it for the young kids. Now, Matheson is like Latang for me. He's out there all the time. You about him. He's out there all the time. <laughs> and when he looks good, he looks great. But he seems to be on the ice when we give up that goal. You know that goal? I'm aware of that goal. Oh, yes. Well, he's on the ice too much for that goal, and that drives me nuts. And he's he's playing big-time numbers. Like, he has I mean? to on that team. So where would you, just before we go any farther, because I'd like to talk about a few players, where is Riley in the, um, in the Norris Trophy talk? I wouldn't put him in the Norris Trophy talk, but I don't think that's any slight on his play this year. I think he's been fantastic. I think he's been great. Like, I, I apologized to him already this year, and, and it was none of his doing in the Columbus game. No. He was out on there for one bad goal. It was McCabe and what's-his-name firing that puck around the net to nobody, and they got eaten up. But he's been playing outstanding hockey. He, is uh, Giordano in back anytime soon? No word on him yet. I think, I think he's they're still letting him rest, so he'll come back, so he'll be better Maybe. for the stretch run. We got Lilligren back, though, which is a big plus. Oh, yeah, that, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. Your, your defense is going to be shored up that way. But I'm just saying, like, those minutes that Riley is playing, his plus minus and his production. Okay, Kale McCarr is having a good, very quiet, good Quinn season. Quinn Hughes. But Quinn Hughes is the man. However, what, what's happening here is that Vancouver is going to have to – first of all, remember at the beginning of the season, it was what kind of – uh, run is Vancouver going to make in the playoffs to make the playoffs yeah. now it looks like there's going to be no doubt in your mind that Vancouver is going to make the playoffs oh if if they do fall out that would have to be a colossal colossal that's what down. I'm saying and they got talking as a coach so he's not going to let that happen no no you know what I mean and there's six top six forwards with Quinn Hughes and his partner back there and Demko in goal yeah you're uh you're referring to um Oh my God, I just had his name here. His defensive, Philip Peronis. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been playing very good hockey, too. Now, I'm going to say something that I, uh, as we go on about this, and we'll get why it's going to be so tight in the East, but sometimes in America, when they talk about hockey on network shows, it just makes me puke, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Once upon a time, I was a P.K. Subban fan, okay? Oh, and that's changed. Big time, big time, okay? Only because... Um, <laughs> There's a variety of reasons why he's on network TV in America, but we're not going to go there, okay? What do you mean? He's a great personality. Yeah, so am I, okay? 
Yeah, we never played hockey. That's the point. I probably have a bigger personality. And I'm glad that he's a fashionista. And I'm glad he's in all the New York hot spots around. And he's always called out. I heard he does a decent little stand-up. But that's another story. When you're asked a straight question about what goes on in the NHL and you give me a soliloquy that's longer than War and Peace, you're not answering the question. For example, the question was, and I thought it was quite interesting when it was brought up, how many players do you need on your team to guarantee that you're going to be a Stanley Cup contender in this case? Is it superstars or is it a block of players or what? What do you think takes it? Goaltending's number one, in my opinion. I thought it was defense. Well, with defense. Well, yeah, maybe you're right because we have said that. But, I mean, you got to have a solid goaltender. So, I'm going to put that in the equation. I will always say the six big defensemen first. So, what is it? You just need six defensemen? No. You need someone that can score. So, what the, the, the what they were trying to do is compare it to basketball where in basketball, if you got a big three, you got a shot at anything. Sure. However, they don't go up and down the ice on blades flying around <laughs> for 20 minutes. So, you better have four lines and six defensemen. How many of those of a caliber do you think you need to make it? Now, if you look around the league, there's only the Rangers, um, uh, the Rangers, uh, the Golden Knights, the Kings, Dallas, uh, Toronto, the Rangers, surprisingly, Florida, which I think you have to have two big lines. I don't care. Like, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, two lines there that all you want your other two lines to do is play um, even hockey. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's changed a little bit. I think it's – I don't think it's so much uh, top six, bottom six anymore. I think it's more like your top nine. Your top three lines got to be ready to go. And your, top, and your fourth line has to be that kind of like even shutdown line, you know? You got a good point there because you've been preaching three lines, like three centers, or, or you're not going to go anywhere. Even uh, you want a fourth, which is what uh, I mean. I don't mind the Leafs overpaying David Kemp for that reason. Oh, because he does a little of intangibles that that you talk about that are very important, especially at the end of the games with the uh, the face office yeah. and his defensive prowess. So I'll, I'll I'll say it there. But after I was hearing this question about it, I thought about it for a while, and I'm big on the six defensemen. Okay, but you can't have six defensemen. So just say how Not many? in the cap world. No. You have to say like four, okay. maybe five. So what do you think it's going to take you to get over the hump? I, I can't, Okay, if you take out the goaltender, I think you need eight frontline players, which is half your lineup to start every night, or you're going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a lot of pluggers. Like, I don't like to think that uh, Domi's a plugger. I think Domi's a solid third-line center. I agree. And I think that the Florida Panthers have three good centers, except that they, they their physicality gets them away from it. What happens if you have three good centers like Toronto and you're not physical enough, then it shows up in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that they put up their – that Toronto is showing more of a physical presence because that'll – that's how you win in the playoffs. That's yeah. how you win in the playoffs. So you guys snuck a bonus, I think, in with the greatest play I've ever seen. I've never seen a, the boards take out a player as well as Ryan Reeves got taken out. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, you know? You're like, the guy ran into the boards, bro. Eh. Ran into the boards. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm on skates. Well, he's not the greatest skater. We, we knew that coming in. You ran into the boards. You were skating along, and the boards checked you. <laughs> and now you're on the injury list? And I thought this was a tough guy. Well, I mean, sure, but those boards don't have much give. I'm telling you, those boards are tough mofos, <laughs> don't you think? When I, I had to bring that up. Oh, I'm sure. sorry, I had to bring it up. Like, I, I rewound it three times, and I watched replays, and I said, what is this guy doing? 
you skated over towards the boards and then you're off the ice. Not somebody hit you at full speed or someone yeah. gave you a bad check or someone slew footed you. Well, I mean, let's be real. The Leafs didn't get Ryan Reeves for his on-ice play. It was all for character. They, did they and... get him so that he could get nailed by the boards? No. They could still come in on the road trips and, you know, hang with the boys. Hang with the boys. That's what he's known for. That's uh, what he's good for, a good locker room guy. Okay, we'll take it like that. So we won't talk anymore. Uh, I just want to get back to one more thing here because we've talked enough about the Western Conference. I, you- I have one thing about the West add-in. So last week you kind of caught me off guard with the question of who I thought would be in the Western final. Mm. So I put a little bit more thought into it, okay. into it, and my answer has changed slightly. Oh, really? So... Uh, I still think that it's going to be L.A. coming out of the Pacific. Thank you. However, I think the Edmonton Oilers will find the back door and come wow. out through the Central as a wild card team. Wow. Uh, once they get in, nobody's going to want to play them. Edmonton, Colorado, first round. Oh, that's, would that that's be just great? That's got yes, all over and, it. And then that'd be interesting who's going to play. I'm just thinking I, I'm really um, – Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world, and he's shown in the last 10 games where he's risen his game up, and it doesn't matter what happened. Horrible goals, uh, bad defensive play, and he just says, keep going forward, guys. Let's just keep yep. moving this way. Like He looks over his shoulder and goes, ah, let's keep going this way. <laughs> Dreisaitl, stay on board. Ron Nugent Hopkins, keep going forward. Because you watch Edmonton. They just go forward. Nothing McDavid out. is the system, literally. Oh, exactly, and everybody yeah. follows his lead. Nurse back there and defenseman, like, yeah. oh, like sometimes I go, whatever. They, the Swedish guy's good, and they brought a guy up from the minors that's played relatively well. Okay. That wasn't on the first part of the season, but Edmonton's just going to go forward, and they're going to get there. I don't know if that style wins in the playoffs, but it's going it to get, get there. you past Colorado in the first round. That would, be, that would be the best. If those two played in the first round, that's marquee. It's a drag. One of those teams going to have to go in the first round, but that's the that's way, the way it the goes. NHL is playing there. But I see Edmonton, man. Is there a faster team in the league when they get going? Now, that oh. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's going to win because when you play that fast, shit happens. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Both ends. You know what I'm saying? Because what ends up happening is that the back check goes out the door. Like, there's too many breakouts. Okay? So, I'm, I'm, if we're going to say about that, that's an interesting. So, you're expecting it to be an L.A. Edmonton conference final. Yeah. Not, Dallas doesn't give you any you – no love for Dallas? Dallas, I want to wait and see. I they, I, I mean, everyone wants a defenseman, but I think Dallas really needs a defenseman. Well, a, a marquee guy. Yeah, because Ryan Suter, his production is just – Gone He's not the Ryan Suter that he no. used to be. But they last got, year he was still able. You were still able to play him like that twenty minutes. Whoever he was getting some good production. But now, like I think I was looking at his points. He only has like a handful of assists. He hasn't scored a goal yet. Well, by the time we get back on Saturday, I'm going to write down some more numbers because I got mixed up with a couple of days off of that. But what I looked at is um, the Dallas Stars seem to me, and I did watch them play a couple games last week. They look really good. But they're a team like you know that saying I always have about. Um, they have, like, Nick Suzuki's not a number one center, but he is our number one center. Yeah. Okay, it's like Dallas, to me, has, like, uh, four guys that are number three defensemen. They're all solid. Oh, no, that yeah, Miro but... Heiskanen, that guy's a star. You think so? Yeah. Seen him making a lot of mistakes out there. I think they're asking him to do too much because his, his defensive partner is a plug. Oh, 100%. He's playing with Suter. That's, that's part of the problem. <laughs> Point. We can only, and he's, well, a le- he's, a, he's a lefty playing the right side of the ice because of that. Yes, there's, there's, yes. there's a lot of problems there. Guy can skate, though. Oh, he's fantastic. That guy can skate. I, I think he's being asked to do too much there. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll give him a number one. But the rest of the guys, like I said, but their forwards are good. Dallas skates yep. well, and they check well. And, they, and, and they've and they got solid goaltending. Yeah. So I think they're going to be there in the end. 
Um, so I'm, I, I don't know. Like when you look at the West before we run away from hockey, they're just gonna, I'm going to say this, is that I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a lot of separation. I think that this is going to stay this way for the rest of the season. Yeah, the wild card there is going to be tight. It's going to be there because now when you look at it in the West, even though San Jose had their little bit of run and Anaheim going a couple they're games. Not, they're not going anywhere. And Arizona's coming back down to earth. So on most nights, most teams are going to say we can beat those teams. But when you look at the bottom of the East, you still got to deal with Pittsburgh, and they got pride, so they're going to show up. Montreal is competitive. Uh, but Pittsburgh's falling back. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You're right. You, you got a point there. But I'm saying they, they're going to be competitive on, on most nights as opposed to the bottom of the Western Conference. So, for example, tonight, do you think Winnipeg's going to mail it in because Montreal's showing up tonight? Absolutely not. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. But some teams, when you see when they're playing like Anaheim, they got a goalie I've never heard of playing against them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or suddenly guys get rested or whatever the case may be. Like, what was Austin Matthews' secret illness the other night? Oh, yeah, the flu was out there. Yeah, I know. Him and uh, TJ Brody. Yeah, well, I shouldn't make light of that considering what's going on in my house, so to speak. Tis the season. And my sister, shout out to my sister. Great. Thanks for the call yesterday. I needed it. But not only that, she's a principal at a high school. She said she had the worst case of COVID she could ever imagine. I forgot that COVID was around. Just another story. So these flus could be oh, whatever shit. they are. and um, but, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think that the Eastern Conference, that nobody's going away. We, we've been talking about Philadelphia falling off the cliff. When are yeah. they going to fall off the cliff? Uh, it doesn't look like they are anytime soon. They're hanging on to that second spot in the Metro right now. They're a plus 11 differential in the goals. They the goals certainly are. So that, that's a good thing. To, um, what's his name's playing goal? Carter, I've been shouting it out from the rooftops all season. Carter Hartz, this is the, if, yeah. if Canada goes to the Olympics, he should be the starting goalie. I don't know about that yet, but he has oh, won Who you games. want, Jordan Biddington? Marc-Andre Fleury? No, no. Yeah, we got a couple. We got some time. You know what I mean? Could be Montembaum by then. You don't know. Could be. Okay, but anyways, no, I agree. He's I think Montembaum, Montembeau probably makes the team. I wouldn't think he'd be the starter. He's solid. He's solid. He's solid. He's very good. But Carter Hart looks like. Oh, he, I've seen him steal games. He stole. Exactly. When, they, when they had that little slump, he was the guy's going there. But you know what? Philly's old-fashioned. They're big and strong. Like yeah. they, they represent the city. Like, you know, I was looking at their lineup. There's not too many guys under six feet on Philadelphia Flyers. Nope. You know what I mean? Now, they don't have, like, who's their number one scorer right now? Travis Konechny. Who in the hell is he? What do you mean, who's Travis Konechny? He was a first-round pick in the legendary 2015 draft. He's got 16 goals in 30 games right now. This is his best season so far. I, I, That's a fine. Breakout, you know what I'm saying? This so, is the first time he's really been given the opportunity, though. Okay, so I heard somebody say this the other day. There's two things, before, and we'll get off hockey. Two things is, is that the city of Toronto and the city of Montreal, they are both rabid fan bases that jump to conclusions way too fast. <laughs> Okay, so just those two markets, or is it all seven Canadian markets? Well, maybe it's all seven. It's all edited. But anyways, I'm going to pose a question to you. What do you think? I heard somebody say that our buddy Slav of Montreal, who's now in his second season and playing much better, especially positionally, knocking people off. Okay, off the, off the uh, thing, and he's made some great passes. He doesn't look at out of there. Well, someone said to me, well. Um, no, I read on the site where they were saying, well... Made he, some great passes. If that isn't a homer take right there, he does. I don't know what you, is. You watch him tonight. <laughs> when you're watching the game tonight, the kid is not at a place. Is it on national TV? Yes, I, it is. Oh, it's okay, on sports okay. Set, so we'll get out of here a little, a, a little bit. But anyways, the, the, the question was posed, 
Well, he's not Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby came right in the league and burned it up. Well, those are special guys. Austin yeah. Matthews, Connor McDavid. No, I, yeah, I'm with you there. I think the comparisons like that are stupid. Exactly. Give this, okay, these, have I been overly impressed by Slavkovsky? I'm not going to, you know, put icing on the cake here and say yes. I, no, haven't, I, haven't no. think, I don't think he's been impressive at all, to be honest. This, I'm coming from, a, from okay. uh, outside of Montreal view, obviously. But I'm not going to be ready to label this kid a bust as of yet. I like to give prospects their four years. Okay, there we go. That was my point. So I barked back with this. After 18 months of Jack Hughes being in the league, people were crushing the kid. Including yourself. Yes, because I was going, who is this little guy? What's he going to do? You know what I mean? I, and I was guilty of that because I thought, oh, number one pick and all. But it's just like, um, look at Connor Bedard the last 10 games as opposed to his first 10 games. You have to adjust to the league. You have to get to the size. They're not big guys. Well, I mean, Connor Bedard was still putting up points his first 10 games. He's ridiculous. We'll do, we, we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> I think he's in that McDavid-Crosby class. Personally. Oh, yeah. he's Yeah, by the end of the year, he will be there. But I'm just I'm just thinking about the whole Jack Hughes thing, and I was guilty of that because I always thought when they drafted him, I'm, I'm never like small players in anywhere in any place at any time. But when you, in this NHL, you can get away with it. That's why Cole Caulfield isn't scoring as many goals this year because he hasn't anybody digging him out. That's why they got the slab on the line to bang around for him and get him to puck because those guys are still small. You got to have a winger to go with you or somebody yeah, or to a do, big center or a big center. Oh, Suzuki's so big, isn't he? Like, <laughs> I knew come, you're gonna go come there. Come on, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying is the issue. So I think sometimes that we should slow down on killing players before they even get out of the blocks. Agreed. You know Agreed. what I mean? Okay, if you get after three years and you don't want to sign them to that next contract because they haven't proved what they were doing, move on or do whatever. Because we got players around the league like Patrick Laline. Line A. Line A, whatever his name is. What's up with that guy? He got I don't think anyone's it. been able to figure that guy out in the well, – how Anywhere. long has he been in the league now? It's, it's what, with six, Matthews. seven years? He came in with Matthews. Yeah, he same was draft class. Same. He was number two, and they were questioning should they pick him over – That was all media hype, though. No kidding. But, I mean, because Matthews was playing overseas – and uh, he was here. It's like, oh what's it? God. Matthews is just Matthews. It, that always that stuff always kills me because, like, when you really like when you read the scouting reports, it's like there's no doubt. Oh. Even like back then, it was like, uh, oh, Matthews, he could have got number two last year when there was McDavid, Eichel, Line. He could be a good goal scorer. It's like, okay, like guys, this is like stop apples it. and oranges here. Stop. Come it. on. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No. 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 He he's well there. And uh, so everybody around the league, anybody listening to here, and you're watching your favorite team and a guy's a, look at Larkin took a couple years to become Larkin. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a few other guys around the league. It takes them a couple times. You know, you get bigger, you get stronger, you you adapt to the game, and away you go forward. Yeah, but, uh, just a few more quick hits before we finish up on NHL. Uh, so, first, it looks like Zach Parise is gearing up for one more season. He's uh, sk uh, skating with uh, Shattuck St. Mary in Minnesota, where yes, he, he him and Crosby played together. Yeah. Uh, looks like, I mean... No official word yet, although we know who the master of secrecy is, though, Lou Lamarillo. So we all expect him to sign back with the Islanders, where he played last year. Point well taken. That, yeah, that, that's uh, Lamarillo's MO. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Same same man. Age has not changed that guy one bit. Mm -hmm. um, a few coach firings. Uh, St. Louis oh. fired Craig Berube. Yeah. Ottawa just today fired DJ Smith. Jacques Martin uh, named interim head coach. And Daniel Alfredson stepping in as an assistant. Is this the Edmonton Paul Coffey sitting <laughs> on the bench routine? Oh, not far off. Uh, I don't know what. I mean, thinking. this is. I mean, uh, I don't think coffee's Alfie's... made a difference, eh? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sold. But uh, 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 we had have... said the players. You know what he says to players? What does he say to the players? You didn't do it. We'll get rid of you. Get someone else. That's harsh. 
In this day, and, where, uh, and they haven't got rid of anybody. Sounds like all this to me. I'll talk. Well, they've been. What, what's their record since he got down there? What do you mean? He's been there for a couple of years now, Paul Coffey. What? Since he's been on the bench, like he's actually okay. on the bench. Well, we'll see. He's not in the press box. He's on the bench. Since Paul Coffey has got on the bench for the Edmonton Oilers, they are what? Okay. They're playing 800 hockey, bro. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm not saying it's going to be sustainable. Okay. But. But in, but, in, in the NHL... We're getting a little off track, because what I was going to say with Alfredson is, I don't think this is going to be a permanent thing. I think it's no, just like... I can't even see him being a coach. No, no I, but I think they're just trying to find ways to keep him in the organization, like kind of like the Spezza uh, thing in Toronto last year, where it's like we give you like an internship and kind of see where you're going to fit in, because we, we know we like you. We know where we you got some things to offer. We just want to find the exact place to kind of pigeonhole you, see what your role in the future is going to be, you know? Is Alfredson going to be on the bench? Yeah, he's the assistant coach on the bench. You know what? One of my least favorite players of all time was that schmuck. I never liked him. Wow, and you're a Habs guy. So what? I'm supposed to say that as a Leafs fan. Alfredson, come on. Come on. I I don't know. He played with good wingers, whatever the case may be. But He was that good winger. What are you talking about? Well, whatever. We're getting off track here. Um, The Minnesota Wilds investigation. Have you heard anything about that? No, I didn't hear enough, but I heard that. The assistant GM... Was so first of all, Garrett and the assistant GM were both being investigated. Garrett was found not guilty or not guilty enough, I should say, of anything. Meanwhile, this assistant GM that's the reason why they let him go. No one's saying what though. Well, okay, no one's there's saying just some sort of like office workplace misconduct, whatever that means. Oh, well, okay, well, guess what? Let's have a moment of silence for office misconduct so everybody can think about what we're talking about. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Can you say Corey Perry? Uh, not, I mean, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. But I mean, I, I, I heard something about it too, but I'm really thinking that um, um, in a weird kind of a way, when that stuff comes out, then it gets, it gets brushed over really, really fast. Well, because you don't know anything. That's the problem. Right? There's nothing to dig, in t- to dig into here, right? Which is like, because no one's saying anything. Thing, which is a good thing because, I mean, I agree. You, you, shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be guilty from the court of public opinion. No. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. But another thing about the NHL, there's no leagues that fire coaches faster than the NHL. No, no. league. Like, they just, you're gone. You're gone. And how many times have you seen, like, when I was a kid. Okay, and this was the start when I was a kid. So think about this, okay? In 1971, which you weren't even, you know, that's a Not long, even a thought. Okay, okay, that's how long ago it was. Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup. They fired, um, I think his name was... Uh, Claude Claude Ruel or something. This guy's a bad coach. They bring, <laughs> they bring in Scotty Bowman? No, they brought in Al McNeil. First of all, the guy oh. couldn't, couldn't speak in, couldn't speak French. Oh boy, that'd be a recipe for disaster. But nowadays. they said we're we're gonna we're gonna fix this, right? But what did Al McNeil do? Put Ken Dryden in the Stanley Cup. Put put a rookie oh, over Rogi, right? Yeah, and they they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, what happened to the guy at the end of the season? They can him? Yes, that was it. He was done. They brought him wow. over. Now, yeah, he didn't even make it. Like, he won the Stanley Cup. Second, <laughs> I think he started the next season, but he was out of town quick. Damn. Yeah. And then Scotty came in? And then Scotty okay. came in. Okay, that's how it worked. But, I mean, this guy won the Stanley Cup. He was a defensive guy, but then again, that was also at the time when um, 
when Serge Savard was just coming back from his injuries, they had a couple other big defensemen, and it was the end of the the, the big crew. Like the and Peter Mahovlich was coming in as a youngster. They still had Henri Richard. They had Cormway, Lemaire, all those young guys who was in there. So it kind of worked out. But I just find over the years, if you go from that to now, how many times in the and like they fire him anytime. Yeah. Just before the playoffs. Complete opposite of like any other league. Any basically. other thing. Um, one more thing I want to bring up. Two more, but you get okay. the first one. David Perron. What about him? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I kind of have problems with the six-game suspension. I think that's a little harsh. I know he went after the wrong guy. That's number one. Pick on somebody your own size. I, you know what? Okay, let's shout out to the, some of the analysts around the league when I'm watching with this, and I'm saying this isn't what I believe, and we'll get to this when we get to another sport. How are you going to clean it up if you don't have drastic freaking um, suspensions? But he's a first-time offender. Did you see the hit? Well, it was a fight. Fight, whatever. Yeah. Come on. That was brutal. <laughs> it was just brutal. That's like me fighting Tyson. Come on. You know what I mean? That's just, it's just, and then the guy wouldn't let up. He wouldn't let up. Refs are getting in. He just he, he turned animal. How do you stop that? Well, you won the fight, you're good, whatever. This guy was ruthless. You've seen it. I, I watched it how many times. I went, oh, gee. Oh, gee. That's, but where's the consistency, though? There isn't. So that's, that's why. The problem. You, okay, so now you've set a precedent. So the next time somebody gets that ridiculous, here's what you do you get your six games. Agreed? <sighs> but is it going to work like that, though? We're going to have to find out because we're going to segue into the NBA. I, I'm, in a I'm suspicious of uh, okay, George Peros. Okay, oh, yeah, but come on. he That was just, in any event, in any event, I, I think that the, I, I thought that the penalty was justified. Okay, fair okay, enough. Okay, because he had the suspension. The, and what was the one the guy didn't get the suspension, the five $5,000 fine we just talked about with the Truba. stick? Truba. Yeah, okay. Like, th that's why I think this guy got the six because the uproar. Oh, the classic makeup there, call. There, well, what does the <laughs> NHL do better than anything else? That's what I'm saying. I really believe that. That's gospel according to Cruz. I believe. Well, uh, the, uh, the, the scream was so loud. When, when True Boney got that, where could you turn on anybody that agreed with that $5,000 fine? Anybody, anybody on any network at any time. I think people thought he was going to get at least one and, like, or two. <laughs> So he got nothing. So I think that this situation, they put the hammer down so they didn't have to hear it. Even though I'm not saying that's right. No. But do you think, do you think there's any validity to what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Okay, there I've, you go. I've been watching this game very closely for the last 20 years or well, so. Well, then there you go. There's some things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Okay, so before we get off hockey, there's only one other thing I want to bring up really quickly, okay? okay? Really quickly. When you're on the goddamn power play, shoot the goddamn puck. Fuck analytics, I'm sorry I swore. This going around in circles, I go, oh, there's Elvis Stoico. There's Dorothy Hamill. It looks nice. They're skating. It looks like overtime. Yeah, but you're looking for an open lane. Shoot the puck. Okay. Oh, into the guy's shins right in front of you. Oh, clear no, it out. No, no. Listen, if you haven't taken a shot on goal in the first minute of the power play, go sit down. I want someone to shoot. I'll get, the, I'll get Ryan Reeves. At least I'll shoot the freaking puck. <laughs> The other day, Willie. okay, we went home the other day. I mean, who did who did uh, Toronto play? Oh, the Boston game. The week before, yeah. The week before. First power play. One shot on goal on the power play for Boston. Toronto gets a power play. One shot on goal. Oh, a couple of nights. Montreal, my team I love so much. Didn't get a shot on goal in the power play. Oh, and who were they playing the other night when we won on Saturday night? I'm, I'm forgetting. Islanders. 
Islanders went out. Power play. Never got a shot on goal. Don't you, isn't this league going to somewhere? Let's get goals. How do you get goals? Shoot the freaking buck. No, well, it's all about possession. Ah, stop it. I'm kidding. We're back to soccer. They go around. Is that Elvis Stiko out there? Is that a two and a half with the Lutz or whatever? They go around and around and around. Back in the day, my theory is this. I understand I'm not going to be a complete Neanderthal concerning analytics, so at times I probably sound like it. My bottom line is let the puck go once in a while. See what happens. Because you know what happens in it? When you get in the last two minutes, which is another thing I disagree with, pulling the goalies way too early now, but analytics says you better do it. And right off the bat, if it goes I in think, the other... I think we're fine with pulling the goalies. I'd be a little bit more aggressive in some cases. Really? Like in that Leafs-Columbus game, they had the power play. I thought they were going to pull it there. Okay, so here's what we're talking about. Guys, all of us guys that were talking about hockey the other night, and I say the juxtaposition between Andrew and I is age. Here's a livid example, bro. I'm I've, given, I've, given, I've given you my formula for pulling goalies. For every goal you're down, two minutes. Oh, you're insane. If I'm down by two goals, I'm pulling my goalie with four or five minutes left to go. You you must have the biggest coyones in the fucking room, man. I, I gotta walk swear, bow-legged but, sometimes. Uh, okay, I see whatever the case may be. But you know what happens, though? Here's what happens, though, bro. Then it gets down to those two minutes when they're coming over there, and what are they doing? Everybody's firing a puck. Because they got the extra guy, we'll run back and get it and bring it right back down. So why, if you have a power play, why can't you have some of the same sensibility, especially with 45 seconds left in the power play? If you're not going to take a shot anyway, then fire the puck. Well, and well the point oh, is, at the end of the, the game, possession. there's nothing to lose. The what? At the end of the game, you have nothing to lose, though. Well, if you need the goal on the power play, if you're down 2-1 with 10 minutes left, I want a goal. Okay, Shoot fair the enough. puck. Shoot okay. the puck. I'm telling you, I'm seeing it too much. My two biggest beefs. Too many three-pointers in, in the NBA, and nobody shoots the puck. Check the numbers, shots on power play. Okay. If you pay attention, by the time You should check the numbers. You're supposed to be the authority here. I'm going to check them Come all back the next week with the... Uh... Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep my pencil, my pad right down there, because you got, you know me. Sometimes I got two, three hockey games on. But I, you know what? I'll be honest about this, my multi-screen setup. You can't watch more than two hockey games at a time. I'd have trouble watching more than one. Oh, you do? Because you know what you do? You put them on the same level, so you're like this. And then you got the remote control. Yeah. So something happens, you just rewind <laughs> it back to see what you miss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you know what's really bad? My other excuse is then I just watch whole games again. Because I've been off, so I sure. get up in the morning, I walk my dog, and I go watch a down. game. And oh, well, you know, what the, the, how did the Leafs get behind five nothing? <laughs> so you throw on the Columbus game, you have a Bailey's coffee, puff one, and go, oh, that puck around the net. Nobody was there. Like little things like that. But I'm I'm screaming out to everybody. Back in the day, you had all these guys with wicked slap shots. Al McGinnis, Gastron Jingra, Scott Stevens, even Scott Niedermeyer. These guys were loading up and letting it go. Why? Because they got sometimes there's a deflection. Sometimes the defenseman goes, now, no, we want it so pretty. Because maybe we, got, we want it prettier than the girl in the second row. I like dirty goals. Sure. I like scrappy goals. I'll take a goal. But those booming slap shots aren't as effective. We need to move on. But those booming uh, slap no, shots I, aren't as effective as they used to be, though. I agree. But I'm, sometimes you got to let them go. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Uh, moving on to... Letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the NBA. Like I said, letting it go. Uh, so the thing that really stood out to me the past week and a half, I guess, is uh, obviously the Lakers won their in-season tournament. A uh, little congrats to them. A little... Little snap of the finger, little jazz snap for them. Okay, okay. Um, uh, here's what I think of the LA Lakers winning the in season tournament. Listen loud, okay? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's so, it. And they're raising a banner, but that's another story. Oh, I, I don't have an issue with that. I'll get really? to it later. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. But, but what I do have a big issue with is people using this as a way to, like, dunk on LeBron, which oh. is just so ridiculous. Oh, it was awful. Just, oh, you won the in-season tournament? Fuck you, LeBron. By the way, the bubble championship doesn't count. I'm, oh. I've seen this everywhere online. I'm like, it what the hell's wrong with you people? It doesn't stop. I've never seen a player of this stature in my lifetime take more abuse than LeBron. Like, what we should be doing in five years he's going to be out of the league we should be loving his greatness you know what, I, I mean? you know what to be honest i'm not and you know this i'm not the biggest lebron lover out there no. but all this hate like i'm kind of forced to defend him it's turning me into a lebron lover oh, you know exactly because what did he do wrong i mean the guy the guy was the best player in the in the tournament games god forbid okay right? he was. okay so let's talk about the in-season tournament i'm not a fan of it I didn't like the silly courts. We talked about it on the other shows. Until the last like one. The was Vegas it? one was nice. Oh, well, then why did they make them all like that? Or the one when they I think, I think I think it was a league mandate where it's like, hey, this is going to be the one for the final four. Don't you dare yeah, make yours look like this. Oh, yeah, no, because it was amazing. But here's the thing that when I, I was fortunate enough to see Adam Silver on um, the Pat McAfee show, Give Pat McAfee for shots. He's Three had, commissioners now? Or, yeah. or two? No, he's had... Uh, who else do you have on? Uh, Roger Goodell will never go on the McAfee show. Oh, you don't think so? Never. Not in our lifetime. Why is that? Oh, the way they talk about things going on in the NFL. Okay, fair enough. I, we can, we I, can I, leave it at that. I, I watch McAfee pretty religiously. Not all of it, but when I, I listen, because they have good people on. You know, the sure. J.J. Watt segment is great. Big shout out to him, the Aaron Rodgers, whatever. They give you little parts about football that you learn right. something from. Roger Goodell is not no. ever, but we'll get to that yeah, later. We'll Adam Silver on the show. Adam Silver on the show. And what he said was this. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing if the players don't buy into it. So what ended Makes up... Makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so I didn't know about that because I was with the Michael Wilbon talk about this garbage. What are you doing in your analytics and your new floor? Get it out of here. Okay, I'll old go, man. Mike, let's... Yeah, well, <laughs> me, me and Mike, we have a lot in common, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but in any event, and, and Wilbon did come on the last show on the weekend, said the league won. Because first of all, what it did was it people started paying attention to the games, number one. Guys were buying into it. Oh, I, from day one, the players bought in. I I didn't know if they did, but till I heard Durant's interview. When Durant said, I'm pissed, I'm not going to Vegas to collect 500000 When I heard that, that's Kevin Durant. Yep. That's not Precious Achua. That's not Graydon Dick. That's Kevin Durant yep. said that. So the beautiful thing about what Adam Silver had to say was this. He said, look at it this way. If the players buy into it, and we get some fan interests, and we get people going talking about basketball in November when football owns everything. We won. Now, mm -hmm. did you not watch the games on the weekend? I thought that they were good games. Okay, and then and then the only folly that I will say is this: He says then it keeps people playing because they won't be so conscious of this thing called load management. Okay. So all the players would play in the games because they wanted to go right. away. Okay. I mean, they've already put uh, the kind of uh, mechanisms in place to fix that, though. So I think that's – I mean, maybe that's got a little bit of uh, credence, but I mean – I call all bullshit because guess what? Go check every roster since this in-season tournament's over and see who suddenly had the flu or a game missing. All of them. Well, I mean, LeBron, the flu is the flu everybody. this time. Oh, come, come on. on. Well, they go, convenient. You didn't have the flu during the in-season tournament. You didn't have a nagging injury during the in-season tournament, but suddenly the in-season tournament's <laughs> over, and look around the league. Oh, Tatum had a night off. Oh, well, LeBron they're going to get their 64 off. games or whatever. Ah, yeah, I know, but I mean, don't don't feed me 
freaking a lemon and try to tell me that it's freaking hard candy. It's bullshit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing. I think it was a great success. It really was. And I did pay attention, and I saw a couple of good games. I thought it was great for the um, Halliburton on Indiana who got his coming out party because he's been playing very good basketball, but because he's in Indiana, we don't know it. Yeah, he's never going to get the the, ball. I guess this is the first time he's really gotten that national press, right? Exactly, and he looked really good. Zion is fat. Okay, we know Speaking that. Speaking of disappointments in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, okay, but you know what? Since then, because people on the air, you know what he's had three 40-point games since the tournament? Okay. Or a 38 and two 40s? Like, if you go... So if he can keep that up, like, for right now, uh, that's a flash in the pan, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to say, so... Not to sneeze at 40 points, but... No, no, 40 points is 40 points. Uh, one of the other things before I, I forget about this, it would be remiss of me if I did not invite... Say welcome back to my favorite player in the NBA, John Morant's coming back tonight. He certainly is. Okay, John Morant's going to get back tonight. So one of the things that and we... And he's hungry by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. He had a great press conference, by the way. Like, yeah. I've never heard him sound like this. Like, even the ones when he was getting in trouble, he still had that, well, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Agreed. But agreed. he said, I have to be myself. I have to make better... I have to make better decisions. And well, which is every young kid. What, how old is he now? 22? Yeah. We were saying about those young 20s. Anyways. Well, actions speak louder than words, so let's oh, see. Let, okay, that's going on. But speaking of suspensions, we Ugh. would be remiss Ugh. if we did not bring up the fact that one Ugh. of our five uh, bitches of the year. Quickly moving up to number one. Oh, my God. And we, don't, we know who the elephant in the room is. From all the way from Lansing and Michigan State, Draymond Green. How yep. many games should he get, bro? Oh, throw the book at him. I'm saying so, too. You know what I mean? Let's just discuss. Give him 20, please. Uh, you think he'll get 20? I want him to get 20. I don't he's th- not going to get 20. I, but. Don't, I don't think he's going to get 20 either. So. 10? What? 10? 10. If he doesn't get 10, then it's all a joke. Then we're all being fooled. Because you know what we were talking about in the NHL just, just a few minutes ago about, okay, buddy, Truba didn't get nothing, and then guy gets six, six. days. Okay? So they were setting the precedent. Uh, Draymond punched out his teammate, which was nothing to do with the game. That was in that was an in-house thing. Sure. Okay, so he punched him but out. But still, it's, we're building a, okay. a, a case here. Uh, did you see the last time when he did that Stone Cold Steve Austin stomp on oh, Sabanis? Sabanis, yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, and then he did one of those UFC chokeouts on Gobert. Plus the numerous kicks to the balls. Uh, oh, that, oh, so like, you know which I, that Which has been going on for like, what, six plus years? Career? Yeah. Okay, so now the guy... You know, and you know what I really think that he should get 10 or 15 games for? His press conference. Did you see his press conference? No, I missed that. It was so... He should get 10 games on that... You know what he said? What, did he, like, he, double down or something? Almost! He said, oh, like, oh, like do, you, do you think I really meant to hit him? Yes! He says, I'm not, <laughs> I don't apologize unless I have to, so there's no reason for me to apologize if I didn't oh mean to God. hit the guy. When I said that, I just went, oh, my God, I hope he gets 20. Uh, have you... I mean, you probably. I mean, you've you've been along for Couple around minutes. for a lot longer than me. Has there been a, an athlete that's been a more active douchebag than Draymond Green? I've been thinking about it because what they always try to bring up is my buddy from the Detroit Pistons, which is Rasheed Wallace. 
But Rashid Wallace was just a maniac. And the reason, <laughs> Half his battles were against the refs. <laughs> and there you go. So he had the most ejections. Like, he, he, like Draymond still got at least 10 more to go to catch Rashid. Yeah, they should put that up on TSN. I saw that. Did you notice yeah. that? Okay. So, but Rashid got thrown out because he wouldn't shut up. I mean, oh, guarantee. Yeah, okay, I so, agree with that. And, and I, I, I can't. Well, we have to because I was. I'm a still a piston guy. How many times do you get teched up for saying "ball don't lie"? Oh my god, <laughs> that's the greatest saying of all time, though. Eh? Don't you think so? And he'd get doubled down on it. I know. And I get know. Thrown out. And, and, and as a side note, that piston team should have won one more than one, but that's another story. But. Rashid played tough. I didn't see him elbowing guys in the face. I didn't see him, t- you know what I mean? I um, Rodman played tough, but I didn't see Rodman doing any of that. And can we do something Lambier, else? maybe. Okay. Ram- Lambier and uh, Mahorn. Those were what, like. What about Kevin McHale in Boston? I okay, want to say something enough. on the house that happens. Everybody go back and check history. They say that the Detroit Pistons of the 90s was the dirtiest team in the history of the league. I call bullshit because you know where they learned it from? The Boston Celtics, who were the dirtiest team in the league. And what they decided to do was fight back. And when they beat Boston, they go, oh, those Detroit guys are dirty. <laughs> Come on. Did you ever look at all you have to do is anybody go on Facebook if you're young. No TikTok. Go look at Kevin McHale. Facebook if you're young. Or whatever. TikTok. <laughs> no, whatever. One, YouTube. no one under 30 YouTube. goes on Facebook. Okay, YouTube. All us old people do, I guess. In any event. Yeah, it's a boomer book basically now. Yeah, no offense. That's but, what it is. Yeah. 100%. In any event, um, go look at the classic Kevin McHale taking out Kurt Rambis with the clothesline. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that's one of the dirtiest plays of all time. Of all time. But I mean, McHale did it once. Okay, he did it once, and he threw some elbows and stuff. What do we just give? We just gave you a litany of Draymond Green. It's kind of like in The Good, The Bad, The Ugly when they're going to hang Tuco. <laughs> known for this, known for that, known for that, cheating in cars. How many, what, what, what the time? <laughs> it takes them four minutes to yeah. read why they're hanging the guy. Okay. And then that, someone comes and shoots him down right when they're ready to hang him. That's why we love Clint. That's why we love Clint. <laughs> but... Um, Anyways, Draymond has to be bitch slapped for this. I don't give a shit what anyone says. This has gone on too far. And you know what's really going to be? It really has gone on too far. I'm surprised that, like, all these kicks. That's the worst one. Like, how many... How many children has he prevented from entering this earth? We have no idea. The bottom line is this. This has to be a precedent of sorts. So you know what I think it is? Here's my personal opinion on it. Indefinite suspension means they're going to let all the dust settle. Now, isn't it interesting that the general manager of the Golden State Warriors, what's his name, quietly said, I'm going to leave the game, and he's on TV commenting all the time now. He's on the TNT panel or the Stephen Hmm. A. Wilbon panel, and he's out there. When they ask him questions about this Golden State guy, he's better than Batman. When it comes to that shit. Is he a lawyer too? Probably. Oh, he's, he's got it there. But my point is now is, let just like when I welcome back John Morant, and John's got to realize now, his suspension is probably going to cost his team a playoff berth this year. Oh, they have, they have way too far back. That's, to, I don't care. See yeah, they have way too much back. to climb up. Okay, so Golden State is an influx old team who did win two years ago, but they got a lot of issues. And one of the a lot. Of okay, issues. I'm predicting now they do not make the playoffs, especially if Draymond misses the next next. 10 games or whatever it is because whether you like it or not and this is another thing I hate to hear about it oh he's got a great podcast oh who cares he's such a we have a good podcast how about us thank you okay so now let's take it one step further he is a basketball savant he is he understands the defensive game better than anybody he's gonna make the hall of fame because of that my good friend, Mr. Christopher Russo, I want to mention every show because there's certain people should be listened to before they retire and they're too old, said it this way. 
There's a thing called the public who buys tickets, who comes watching on the games. So they don't sit down with you and have a coffee with Draymond Green. They don't puff a dube with Draymond Green. They don't go to the club with Draymond Green. All they see is the eye test. So John Q. Eye test says what? Draymond is a dirty asshole. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. So what, and when we're talking about perceptions and how much they should do and inconsistencies or consistencies in these games, what does Draymond got to get? If he doesn't get 10, oh, I'll be screaming, but I think he's only going to get 10 because after a few games in this TikTok world, everyone's going to kind of forget about it, and it's going to get to the 10-game point. Because remember when they first suspended job for the gun thing, it was indefinite, right? Yep. And then what ended up happening after six games? Yeah, they let the dust settle. They figure it out. Okay, and Ja quietly came back. But Ja, who is a world champion, I think he wants to give Snoop Dogg a run for his money for what Snoop Dogg's known for besides rapping. <laughs> um, and I think he's going to have to back off on that because what did they do? They threw the book at him because that's a social issue of a next level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't... It's beyond basketball. Yes, so that's why. But when does Draymond get beyond basketball? Isn't he on a thug? If I did that to some people on the street, what would I be happening? Oh, go to jail. <laughs> Mr. Cruz, we've got, we've got a, a warrant for your arrest. Yeah. Assault. Assault with what? Whatever you had in your hands <laughs> or whatever, you're going away. And anyway, before we go any, any further on that, we, sh we will admit that the uh, in-season tournament has been a huge success, was a huge success. Room to grow, obviously. I think there will be a lot of things out there. I think that uh, I'm starting to believe that Adam Silver is, like, even though he took a lot of bad rap, the way that he handled it and discussed it in the league in context of a world basis, making everybody involved and drawing fan to in interest was just was next-level smart. Oh, I mean, well, the... Out of all the big four commissioners, I would say Adam Silver has, can speak the best. Yeah, and he's taken some bad raps from some people on the press oh, absolutely. about the way he's happened there. But I'm going to tell you this much. I'd like to find a way where we could sit down and watch the Pat McAfee interview with Gary Bettman and then watch the Pat McAfee interview with Adam Silver. Night and day, bro. Night and day how they handle it. Now, I know that hockey's trying to sell it more. We won't go back there, but that's another story. Anything else? There's a few other things you want to talk about the NBA before uh, we go? I just want to do a like, quick hit on the Raptors. Oh, yes. Uh, 10 or 11 seed in the East. That's the word. We're either going to barely make it in or barely not make it. Unless we get a big man or a three-point specialist. That's all I got to say. And I absolutely hate seeing the Raptors in the basement of the Atlantic Division. Okay, right now they're almost in the play-in. They could get back to the play-in. Almost. Play okay, so here's what I'm saying. First of all, Siakam's got to go for the trade deadline. Let's not lose him. Just get rid of him, and we'll figure it out from there. The problem is not just the shooting. It's a problem that I was saying about the same thing. People never taking shots in the power play. The NBA, is, as we have know it now, is a three-point league. It's make or miss. But come on, guys. If you're not winning. Now, Raptors, here's the problem for me with the Raptors is – they are good defensively. They're still one of the top 10 teams, if anybody plays defense in the NBA, right, so right. to speak. When they go into the paint, they have a fighting chance. So I think they're the 28th best three-point shooting team in the league. Oh, no, they're down there. Okay. They're down there. Whatever the case may be. But I'm going to say this. Stay in the paint. When you're not making your three-point shots, move the ball around. But here's a big thing that the Raptors would have five more wins with. Did you see their free throw percentage? It is absolutely abysmal. They have lost games where they have shot 12 for 24. Um, That's what killed them in that play-in game last year against Chicago. Why did they lose? If they made free throws, 60% of their free throws, they would have made. So 
Uh, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Mike. Are you listening on the show? I'm giving you a, sh- a shout out. Um, the, the, he's, he, he hates the Raptors and loves the Raptors. But he went finally went and took a look, and he looked at the numbers. And there's five games the Raptors this year. If they shot 70% of their free throws in those games, they would have won because they lost four, including the night when I went to see them, the Knicks that night. When we took a look back at it, they missed 12 free throws, lost by six points. So let's make free throws, guys. Yep. Don't trade Anobi. Don't, no, don't trade Anobi no, 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 no. and and Scotty Barnes, and we'll work trade on Siakam. Oh, Siakam! Just dump him at the deadline, please. You know what Siakam's problem is? He thinks that he's a bigger star than he is, and we're going to say how many times we said it. He's a Robin, not a Batman. Yep. A couple other notes about the NBA before we go. I'd like to say here because we shouldn't talk a lot about it. It's only about twenty games or so. Leave the skinny kids alone, and they're going to come around. Wembanyama and Holmgren. I seen the best game of the year last night or two nights ago with Oklahoma City beating the defending champions in their house in the last five minutes with 10 lead changes for the game and our boy Shea made the winning shot to win the game. I think that OKC is a team that's learned how to build. They're going to be there. I now think that... Can't wait to see them in March. Can't wait. It's going to be there. But I'm going to call it now. The team I don't want to play in the playoffs in the Western Conference is the Los Angeles Clippers. Hmm... I don't care if you're OKC, if you're Denver, and God bless to Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves who are playing great basketball. It's taken a while for these L.A. Clipper guys to figure it out, right? They're finally figuring it out, it looks like. Kawhi Leonard is a top 10 player in the NBA, regardless what do you think mm-hmm. about him. He's still great on the both ends of the court. Paul George is playing like a superstar, too. He's got the nagging injuries again. But here's the thing. Um, Westbrook, off the bench, is an energizer bunny. And, and James Harris, Harden. I mean, James Harden is being the point guard that he is supposed to be. Like, he distributes when he distributes, shoots when he's supposed to. And this is like, okay, we've got to wait till the playoffs to find out what he's sure, going to be. Sure. But the surprise for me in the last five, six games, ten games in the NBA, and they're pissed that they didn't win those games because they didn't have it all together at the tournament games. They'll say, they're already saying see you in Vegas next year. So say success <laughs> about it. that. So my little call out before we talk about the NBA thing here, and there's a lot of people say, I've heard a couple of people, my friends and stuff say, well, you know, you guys get to the NBA, you talk about the obvious stories, you don't do more. They've only played 20 some games. There's nothing really to talk about in the NBA except for the games that are happening at the night and everybody's having those lines of four for 32, yeah. eight for 25 on the three pointers. Yeah, and I mean? I mean, we're focused on other things right now, such as the NFL. Here we go. Can I say one thing? To all my Detroit Lion people out there, relax. Relax. I know I've said it on the air that we're pretenders, not contenders, and I'm going to live with that. But if anyone knows anything about the NFL, and I have to say this, bro, Denver was made to order for the situation we were in right now. They were the perfect team to come in there. And what did I tell you on our picks? You're going to win by 10. You're going to win by at least 10. This is the game. In the last two games before that, what was I saying? I'm not really sure. (laughs) Kind of nervous about division games. But I was confident because, first of all, look at Denver. They won three or four games that they shouldn't have won. The other team blew it. Well, they also lost a couple games they shouldn't have lost. Denver is frauds. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Did you see that nice little conversation between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson on national TV? No, I missed that. You didn't see the sideline one? Ooh, they're still talking about it. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, it was like like daddy took son out to the woodshed. Oh shit. Oh yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. I don't think anybody should talk to anybody like that on the sidelines, okay? But anyways, what do you what was your take on the uh, how are we doing right now in the NFL in your eyes, bro? Uh, we're doing well. Let's get right to our power rankings. They'll give us a little bit of a framework to oh, get started with. Yes, okay. So funny enough, I was going to have Denver on my top five, but what <laughs> power rankings? They were hot. Denver, who? The Broncos. You're gonna. You're seriously gonna put them on uh, there? They were gonna be my number five until that ass beating. You're kidding me. I'm dead serious. Uh, Mrs. Milani. You check what your son has been doing while he's sleeping. Something's wrong with that pick. You can't be dead serious. They would be your number five? They were going to be my number five, but... And nothing good comes after, but... My number five now has been changed from D-E-N to D-E-T. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, My number four pick this week, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep going. They lost, it was a tough road game. Okay. Number three, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Number two, number one in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, I, and, and we know who your number one is. The San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so let me get, let me, okay, I got a little bit of different thing here, okay? Number five, I'm putting in the Miami Dolphins. Okay, fair. Okay, number five, Miami Dolphins. Number four, I'm putting in the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Number three, I'm putting in the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Number two is the Ravens, and number one is San Francisco. That's my power ratings. Now, everyone's going to yell at me, what are you saying about the Detroit Lions? I don't want to be a complete homer. That was a game to be played. We got a couple games to go. Why did I put Dallas in the top five when we had them there after they beat Philadelphia last week? Philadelphia is bagged with injuries. Now, if Philadelphia doesn't win tonight, then we have they, they'll be right out of my power. I range. think they're going to beat Seattle though tonight because they've all got problems. And I'm telling Philadelphia's gotten in there because they've had a very tough schedule. Now they got the easiest of the thing, and they should slide in. The Dallas Cowboys has beaten Philadelphia, who was having a rough time, and they that game was in Philadelphia. It was in Dallas. Yes. See what Dallas record is? In Dallas, they're perfect at home. And what are they doing on the road? <laughs> <laughs> not too good. Okay, here's another thing. They have not technically now, the only team they beat by a winning record is now the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat nobody with a winning record. Number two, they can't stop the run. You know? Okay, okay so what has happened? Did you see what happened yesterday? Buffalo beat them up. Now, they beat up Philadelphia the week before, which I can say, but I'm going to give Philadelphia the, the benefit of a doubt because everyone knows J Jalen Hurts isn't 100%. They've lost two guys in their defensive line, and their secondary is a little suspect, so they got to tighten it up or they won't be in my uh, power rating. But nothing uh, good. but Philadelphia, nothing do you hear who's calling the defensive, calls, the defensive play calls now? Oh, come on. Are you going to pick on him again? Matt Patricia? Matt Patricia's calling. But you know what? He is a defensive mind. Maybe he's a coordinator, not a coach. And he's not an offensive coordinator. <laughs> but, I mean, Philadelphia's secondary got worse with him. Well, we're going to find out tonight, aren't we? I, I, I'm just saying it's not a good side. Anyways, what everything I'm, about Matt Patricia away from Bill Belichick has is kind not of been, a been flag. good. Yeah. Not been good. I agree. Then now, but what I'm going to say is this is that I want to say welcome back to Buffalo Bills. Two games in a row. Who did they beat? Yeah, like, I almost made them my number five. They they're came still, close. They're still You're going to put Denver in over Buffalo? I, I, I was really... This was before the weekend. That was my rankings if we're going to record oh, Saturday morning. Oh, okay. Then I would have still trashed yeah. you. I would have still <laughs> well, trashed enough. you. No but, doubt. But Buffalo's still in that uh, dreaded uh, in the hunt 
Oh, right? I, uh, so. you know what I mean? I think they're going to make a roll now. Their next couple games, look who they're playing. They, they still have, <coughs> excuse me, they still have two teams to pass, though. But they run the table they're in. And I don't That's think it's a any, big if. Okay, but if you look at the, se- the seven, six, six, and seven teams, they're all playing each other. Okay? Okay. Okay, so now Buffalo's got almost everybody back on their defense. You know what? They, they bullied Dallas yesterday. Sure. Uh, oh, it was a pouring rain game, but do you realize that Josh Allen only threw, that completed seven passes for 94 yards, and they won by how many? 20 points sure. or something, whatever. So that tells you well what's going oh on God. there. You know what I mean? I think that Buffalo, who had who had so many stupid losses early in the year, the Denver loss, the, who else did they puke it up to? They, they, they had some bad losses where either uh, Josh Allen made a mistake Well, at Buffalo the end doesn't or, actually play any, but anybody else in the playoff hunt, though. Just Miami to end the season. So Miami, In Miami, though. They're going to kill them. They're going to kill Miami. Yeah, Miami. In Miami. Miami is frauds. No, I shouldn't say you that. You just put them in your power No, they're not frauds. But I'm saying when it gets down to Buffalo, it could change. Because remember, is in the famous words of Stephen A., it's fluid. I mean, okay. okay, granted, their next two games at the Chargers versus New England, they should win both those. Okay, not a problem. Now, Miami, here's another team. I they're, mean, not, not a problem, but it, they're very winnable games. Okay, well, here's the deal, though. They're not physical enough. I mean, uh, Miami's not going to be physical enough for them. That's what happens. And this, if you notice now the teams that have risen to the top. We'll see. Okay, who's at the top? San Francisco, are they a physical team? Sure. Yeah. But guess who's number two in the AFC? Who's that? Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give them that because you know what? They beat a lot of teams. But I don't think, uh, like, look at yesterday or, or the game before. What happened with Miami is this is, first of all, they got to learn to play offense without Tyreek Hill. Sure. Very very safe game leaving him out yesterday because they didn't want to wreck his ankle. They're playing the Jets anyway. If they couldn't beat the Jets without Tyreek Hill, then they were definitely frauds. But I think that what their problem is is that their defense has to improve, and they have to get more physical. Because if you look at the teams now that are coming down the stretch that everybody's worrying about, it's the San Francisco's. It's the Baltimore's. They're talking about Detroit. Like, you know what happened with Detroit this week, though? We had our whole O-line back. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that. Last three games, we had mixed match O-line. Now, I'm not saying that our defense is going to be any world beaters, but we play no. physical. And if you look at Buffalo, they play physical. Um, who else am I missing out on? Um, as I'm looking around the league now, let me take a quick look here. Even the Chicago Bears play physical. They couldn't do nothing. Wow. I think <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams, my sleeper team, who I've been talking about all year, they play physical. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? And if you look at a couple other teams around the league, you got to feel bad for Like, Stroud's gone. Houston's done with. Uh, Tennessee fell down. Well, I'll never say never, but. One of the teams now that everyone's not going to really want to play is the Indianapolis Colts. Why? They play physical. All the finesse teams are suddenly being exposed yeah. for what they are. You know what I mean? So even Cincinnati, they're they're a physical. They're a physical team. team too, even though they didn't cover on Thursday night, which cost me big bucks. Damn, but I am going to win. Yeah, that was a uh, that was the only push this uh, weekend, right? That's right, yeah. and that's the one. Otherwise, we'd pick pretty good, but we'll get back. Well, to you picked business. good. Was that <laughs> you picked good? I, not, not too bad, did I? But I mean, look at the ones that I lost on. We're obvious. Like, how could the Falcons in a driving rain lose to Carolina? That's that's Atlanta though. They, they oh, they're the that, kings at blowing games that they should win. Okay, so then another. And team. I think that that's GG for them. Like they're not going to come back from that. The Titans losing at home the way that they did. Oh, I thought the Titans were going to be. I thought they had there. that one too. And they blew that game. That's that's another one of my losses. Um, I think that what happens in the NFL though, if things go bad, you got no chance anymore. And so let's just talk about what happened with the Los Angeles Chargers. They've been running this coach out of town. 
Since they blew the game, that 23-point lead to Jacksonville last year in the playoffs. Everyone said he should have been fired then. So he's been like... And I was right there with them. Okay, so he's like uh, Yosemite Sam tying Bugs Bunny and pushing him down the plank with the knife. That was Staley. (laughs) How do you lose 63 points? How do you give up 63 points to the The Oakland Raiders? Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Anyway, (laughs) Vegas thinks they're running the table now. They think they're running the table. That's why they should say this many teams and cut it off because not everybody is a contender. Yeah, like technically the L.A. Chargers are still listed as in the Stop it. How did you think of the Tommy DeVito story with the Giants? You must have loved that as an Italian. I thought it was fun. Oh, it's great. The agent who apparently just always dresses like that. That Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's not a facade. That's him. He's old school, you know. That's funny. It's damn funny. funny. I I loved it. The the tailgate, you know, the whole Tommy Cutlets thing. Oh, it was awesome. That was great. That, that's what the story, that's what, one of the reasons we watch sports, not only for the highest level of competition, but then the storylines. The human stories. Create, the yeah. human stories that add on to it really make it well worth uh, I'm going for. So in any event, because we're starting to freeze. Yeah. Like, I was just to say, like, uh, Tommy DeVito, he's not going to be, like, you know, like a, a franchise quarterback or anything, but can, can he be like a Gardner Minshew or something like that, someone that can step in when he's some games? It's looking like he is. Uh, have you heard of the pastor not? Where is he? He was a great story. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm saying Tommy DeVito could look the same. The best guy I want to tell everybody out there. I'm saying he could be. I didn't say he will. Okay. There's some people out there. As you guys can know, if you're listening to the house that happens, I obviously watch too much sports and too many sports shows. Oh, I have one more thing about the NFL, by the way. My my big take. Okay. Oh, here we go. I think Josh Allen is the Matt Stafford of his generation. Oh, you're killing me. That means he's going to win a Super Bowl. Not with Buffalo, though. He's going to win it. So you're going to have to leave Buffalo? You think Matt's, he's a Matt Stafford? I thought you were going to say something more ne- negative about Stafford. but No, no. I have nothing but respect for Matt Stafford. See him playing this year? He's good. He's, he's very he's, good. He's, he may be top five in the league, but nobody's talking about him because nobody's talking about him. Sean McVay, coach of the year. Oh, he, if, if they make the playoffs, he has to be definitely a contender for that. And Stafford's been playing great. He's had games where Cup and what's his name? The guy with the funny name, Puka. Puka Nakua. Puka, yeah, Puka Nakua. Both of them Not didn't. Not Puka, Puka. In any event, <laughs> he's had both of those guys out of the lineup. And he still found a way to win. And they should have won that Baltimore game if it wasn't for that stupid kickoff, the pump return they let back. That was one of the best games of the year, by the way. Yeah. And that was in Baltimore, hostile territory, and Matt Stafford pulled it out. Now, anybody out there that does not think that Matt Stafford is a Hall of Fame quarterback, eat my shorts. Well, that, that Super Bowl sealed the deal. That's interesting. You think Josh Allen is the Matt Stafford. Actually, All the talent in the world. Just is on a team that cannot get it together. I will tell you the difference between Matt Stafford and and Josh Allen in that they're both gunslingers yep. and they're both known for throwing picks. Well, because as gunslingers do. Okay, but here's... Like, look at the amount of picks uh, Brett Favre threw in, in his all career. All time. Right? Yeah. Number one all time. So I, I don't problem. Here's the difference between Matt Stafford and, and... Okay, the physicality Josh Allen has. He Like, Matt Stafford's never going to be the beast. That ju- he's still not a small boy. No, but I mean, he's not. Did you see, Matt, did you see Allen going to that touchdown yesterday? Oh, yeah. Right in the guys off the field. It was unbelievable. But here's my, my, uh, my take on, jo- on Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford processes the game as good as any quarterback in the league. I think that Josh Allen, by the time he gets to 30, considering he's only 26, 27, he'll learn to do that better. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Go through your progressions. Don't throw to the wrong guy. And you know what I mean? And I'll tell you this much, and this is a bold statement. I like Matt Stafford's fastball better than I like Josh Allen's. Okay. And that's it. But I love Josh Allen. I love the Bills. I think that's an interesting take. Um, I hope my crew on the Pheasant Run football have heard that because that's going to be a big roar. Because a lot of Bills fans? No, they, 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 they know I'm a Lions They trashed Stafford oh. for years. Stafford, they kicked my boy all over the park. Um, Sounds like you guys are good friends then, if that's the case. But, I mean, Stafford <laughs> won, and everyone knows he's a Hall of Famer, and and uh, we'll deal with that in another thing. Anyways, we're going to be back on Saturday, so we're not going to have any. We're not going to give you any of our picks right now. Nope. We're going to wait for everything there. This was kind of a... I mean, the spreads aren't even out for half the games, but... Well, if you go to the right betting site, it's there. But... Um, yeah, a little bit of a mismatch show, but Mr. Milani, we've done a good thing. But at the end of the show, of every time, there's a little thing that we've started to create right now, and it's we call it kind of the gospel according to Cruz. So, I'm a big baseball guy, as everybody knows, and sometimes I think it's my favorite sport, even though I'm probably I watch more baseball now than anything. But um, recently on MLB Network, which I will mention again, they've got a new thing called Prime 9. Have you heard about it? I have not. Anyways, they take the prime nine of all the positions in baseball, and they rank them. Okay. Like the nine greatest starters, the nine greatest shortstop. Okay, okay. Robbie Olimar made number five. I thought he should be five. For second baseman? For second baseman of all time, which I think he should. I thought he should have been higher. They had the nine greatest pitchers of all time, and Steve Carlton didn't make it. So I'm going to call up Christopher Russo and say, get your shit together, man. Because all the other guys, he made me change. Like if I started my team, my five greatest starters of all time. I didn't have Tom Seaver on the list, but I probably have now. They had Pedro. I was going to say, was Pedro on their list? Yes, of course he was. It makes me sick. But here's the most interesting thing. Thing about this list that made me very, very happy because I've gotten to some serious arguments to a point where I remember one time I brought this up and a guy wanted to take a swing at me. Oh, so what happened was this. Babe Ruth is the greatest player of all time. Ty Cobb, there's we've never seen a baseball <laughs> player like Ty Cobb. Have you seen Honest Wagner? His card's worth $100,000. You know what my response was? They never played against people of color. So... The interesting thing about this Prime 9 is it was only statistics from 1947 on. Okay. Oh, by the way, what was 1947? Integration. Jackie Robinson's yeah. first year in the league. So what I'm getting at is it gives respect because we'll, they'll never get it to the Satchel Pages and the Josh Chamber. Josh, um, oh, sorry, Josh. Anyway, the greatest catcher of all time. What I'm getting at is this. Um, Oh, I forgot his name. I should. Josh Gibson. Anyways, the bottom line is this. I've said this for years, that in every sport, including hockey, which is maybe why the areas are better now, even in the NBA, the areas are better now is because you included the whole world. Which makes your game player, which makes your game better, which means you're including everybody. There's no freaking prejudice or separation mm -hmm. or divide. Baseball had divide for years. And I've argued that you cannot talk about the greatest players of all time if they didn't play against some of the greatest players that never got to play in the major leagues. Yep. So I want to give a big shout out to Major League Baseball. MLB for having a prime nine where they are recognizing something that I have said for years. You can't, those old guys were great. Babe Ruth was probably the best player in the world and his position at that time, considering who was playing then. But to give the juxtaposition is like this. 
They say Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell didn't play against everybody at the time, but there was an integration already happening in the NBA, which right, you could right. say everybody could be belong. It was the best professionals at that time. The best professionals at the time. In baseball, it wasn't the best professionals at the time. No, it wasn't. Huge shout out to the MLB for recognizing this for once and for all. And if you're going to be a learned historian on baseball, check all the facts. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to bring up is uh, a, a story. Well, it's kind of been around for a while now, and it just made me sad. Um, so there's a little bit of a hubbub uh, in the gaming world where uh, basically there was a charity that people donated a lot, thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars of money to. Fill me in. Yeah. I, please. So I, I'm not going to say the name, but it's, if you search this up, just gaming charity, whatever, they, it turns out they were not being c completely honest with the money. Uh, even as far as uh, they're saying, oh, we're working with these people, working with these people. If you look into it, they were not working with those people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're, I just want to say like charities and stuff, it, it can be an easy scam. So just please do your research if you are going to donate some of your hard-earned money. It's, that it's, is it's, very interesting because you know what, bro, before we end the show, you know when I first heard about this, I got up for coffee the other day and my wife said to me, they're talking on TV on a show like one of those morning shows about who is scamming in gaming. Yeah. And I said, what? I never even heard of this. So I didn't get down on it, but I, I, I'm kind of saying, does my wife really have the information? I'm going to go look up that a little bit more, and I'm going to go home and tell her that she was on the right page because yeah. I heard something about gaming, charities, misappropriation of funds. And I went, oh, no. Oh, no. Because you did hear about the Jacksonville employee that embezzled $22 million with the open yeah. cards, yeah. which is the same thing. That's a great thing, Mr. Milani, especially this in the Christmas season where everybody's asking us for money to contribute to people so that their lives will be better. Make sure you know where that loony or toonie is going. Absolutely. Good point, bro. Very good point. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up? Uh, I think that's about it. Actually, you know what? You brought up the, so the Prime 9 or whatever. If we were to do something hockey related like that what would be your cutoff just out of curiosity like what year oh that's really tough would we even have one would it be necessary i think in some points you have to realize that but i would have to say because i'm i'm that kind of a guy don't mess with my montreal canadian guys okay but anyways i would say the cutoff would have to be around um expansion with the when we went from six teams to so 12, 67 i think 67 and if someone said you want to take it to 71 when we added vancouver and buffalo might be good because that was when we first had the influx of european players mm -hmm. you know what i mean if you went before 71 there was well, i mean 67 71 we're kind of splitting hairs there don't you think no big difference in you there think so yeah because that's when they really when did Salmon come into the league 73 Oh, my mom would know that. Uh, somewhere around there. Okay, so that's what I said, the big influx. I mean, who did you have that were European players in the 60s besides Stan Makita? Well, Stan Makita was raised in Canada, though, wasn't he? Uh, came over as a kid. Yeah. Or, or whatever, and I think Eric Nesterinko, and uh, there was one other Swedish guy that was born here. So I think it's interesting you say that, but, but hockey grew naturally because they had uh, – what's that guy um, – Willie O'Ree or, or whatever. Yeah. They, 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 they did give the opportunity for black players to get in there, maybe mm -hmm. not as well as they should have. Yeah. But it wasn't so cut and dry as it was in Major League Baseball. But that's an interesting subject to uh, yeah. br to bring up about the cutting line in there and who's, who's who and who is what. In any event, we will be back on Saturday. 
Yes, sir. Same bat time, same bat channel. Same bat channel. And all the people out there that are listening, I can't say thank you enough. I'm getting a little more private messages from people. I'm hey. walking into places and people are cracking off to me. All I'm asking you, if you're going to see me in public, please push a button on your computer and don't tell me because it's much better for us if we know you're talking online, correct? I believe that is true. And I mean, uh, another, I want to give a big shout out. We have our listener in... Uh, Virginia, I don't know who you are, but I see those downloads coming in all the time from Virginia, and that makes me a very happy man. Thank you very much. God bless America, and God bless anybody else that's watching in the world. Thank you so much for listening. Go Detroit Lions this weekend. I'm expecting a win from the Habs tonight. Happy Monday. Is there anything else you'd like to say? That's about it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And you know what we do? We, we keep, keep the, the vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com. <laughs>